I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. After I got that $200 bill from PSENG, I was like, you know what? It's time to live a little bit. (laughs) So you're putting on sweaters now? Sweaters. Sweaters in the house? Hats. Did you get that fixed though? Like, did they, did they, are they going to come and disconnect whomever is stealing from you? I got a digital thing, so the stealing is not the issue. It's the fact that I have old baseboard heaters that are not energy efficient. Oh, so how does that, what, what's, what's, what's going on with that? Like, the landlord comes and does something, or that you just got to bite that bullet? Bite that bullet. I got a little electric heater, but that shit, no, it's just, it's good for people. People, that's about it. My thing has always been, I don't have a problem putting on a hoodie. Like, I'll be in the house, I'll be having, I know it might be a little excessive, but I'll be having on leggings. Like, I'll wake up, put on my leggings, put on some sweatpants, and then put on a hoodie. And that's how I just be rocking throughout the house. Because, like, my room on third floor is very, um, the heat, it has two two modes. Um, a, a whisper of breath and hell. So... I usually opt for the whisper of breath, you know. Um, but the problem with that is during the daytime, because um, when they asked me, well, when it, when the heat first came on, I went up there and was like, yeah, nah, it's, this is OD. And I can't, like, I, I get real, my attitude changes if I'm, like, uncomfortable like that. So mm-hmm. if it's too hot, don't say nothing to me. Like, I, I, I don't even want you to say good morning to me. Like, I don't, don't, don't even look or breathe in my direction. Like, I, I can't, you know, function that well. If it's cold, I know how to get myself warm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I can't be hot because you can't, you can't cool off if if it's too hot. So I had my dad when the uh, people came and they were like fixing the the burner or what red furnace. What, what is it called? The uh, boiler. Hmm. I told them whatever line goes up to my room, you can go ahead and turn that, you know, close it off some. But the thing now is like at night, when the heat does come on, the second floor get real hot. So I have to go in AJ's room and crack her window. My dad, he done figured out how to close off part of the radiator. So as soon as that shit come on, he'll close it off from his room and then the heat will go straight up to our room. But it'll be just enough. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not hot. It's not warm. Like, I mean, it's it's decent. But by the time the morning come, when you get out the bed, you gotta immediately put your clothes on. You know, so when I get up, the first thing I do is I turn my little heater on and then um, I put my clothes on and everything and go about my business. I don't really be in my room too much anyway, 
But during the day, like, if nobody, if Ant's not here and I'm not up there, I'll just leave the door open so the heat from downstairs can go up because it'd be hot as hell on the second floor, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that usually be fine, but I have no problem. Like, right now, I'm wearing a hoodie and some sweatpants. I have no problem. And Ant, too, his hoodie a little small, you know, look like it's supposed to be a mirror's hoodie, but he has no problem. We wake up, we just put on our, our hoodies and we be chilling. Just gonna put the man stealing his own. Fuck him. I hope he can hear that shit too. We've been getting on each other's nerves. Like, he gonna tell me, this is my place of, uh, what he say? This this is my this is my safe haven. I'm supposed to be able to come and in, into in the seating area and not have to deal with you throwing shots at me. Bruh, I'm like, you know what? Because you use those words, I'm not even gonna throw no shots at you because I definitely understand. Like, you know, everybody need a place to, to, to be safe. So I'm going to give you a moment <laughs> of safety and I'll be back <laughs> with my hits. Like, fuck are you talking about? Poor baby. Me, right? These niggas be crazy. They've been driving me crazy. Let's oh. see. Let's see. So much to go over, but so little time. Yeah, but I'm 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 good with the speed. Not the speed through, but you know. We can jump right in. Where you want to start? Um, let's go to Ready to Love. I just watched the season reunion and I'm like I'm sick I would jump back into that own app so fast like they better not have made me wait till next week two part uh, he's like I'll save it because we'll find out next week no Tommy you bring your ass back here right now so let's go ahead and unpack this because that was first of all the finale and the reunion is two different shows to me because the finale yes. Boring as shit to me. You was like, this is what I was waiting for. Because I think it was a lot of the unseen footage for me. And I, I swear to you, between Clubhouse and them making little shots on Twitter. I know, Clubhouse is so damn long. I was going to be on Clubhouse tonight to, for the American um, skin thing and one night in Miami thing, but it's like, you know what, never mind. What time do those things start? One o'clock. You said nine? Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah, no, we're going to make that. That's not going to work. But we can always talk about American Skin and One Night Miami later. So, anywho, ready to love. I feel so bad for Rasheed, but I feel so glad that him and California grew up there being for the reunion show. I didn't pay much attention to them because um, California, I don't know, he lost me at some point. Like, I ain't going to say he lost me. I just don't think him and Ari, whatever her name is. Anna. Yeah, I, I their triangle didn't really sit well with me, but excuse me, I just tried. You know, you try to get a couple of bites in before you start studying this shit, just sitting on your chest. Mm. But um, I like Rashi. You know, I didn't notice his beard or anything like that. I noticed his shade, his frames. He, I seen his frames because they didn't really have a, him in a lot. You know what I mean? It wasn't he wasn't he the, at all. Yeah, so just from when they flashed past him or whatever, um, I liked his frames, I liked his suit, and then when they were talking, like, the after show, those those aspects, the things that he says, I like him a lot. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily I like him a lot, but I don't mind his screen times. Like, when, he, when he's on screen, like, I'm okay with out of all of the dudes, like, out of all of the dudes, I give him top three of my faves. Of the whole series or the season? Of the season. I don't remember people from first season. 
<laughs> it's so weird because, like, you know, on, on the own uh, app, it'll come in like, oh, here's an update from Mike. And I'm like, damn, who was Mike messing with? Who? I don't remember Mike. So, yeah, I, I don't remember people from last season except for Ashima. But that's only because her baby father is Carlos. So, you know, he, he's like a little a low-key mentor for me. When I found that out, I was like, okay, so this is just full circle. Like, I, she was posting her baby daddy. I was like, oh, that's why I like you. But yeah, um, I, Rashid is definitely, which is odd because, you know, I don't like men. Well, I'm not going to say I don't like. I like to annoy men who look like they would have broken my mama's heart back in the day. And he definitely has that look. But he's definitely, from what I've seen, He's definitely not. He's one of the most mature ones. Yeah, definitely that. I keep. I feel like I'm saying definitely too much, but he's he's absolutely <laughs> one of the more mature ones. And I, I'm looking forward to. I hope he confronts more about that whole narcissism thing with Denise because she she got on some weird shit, and it's just like I'm trying, girl. I'm trying. I'm trying to not like judge you, girl, but I don't understand. I don't understand you now. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Where are we starting at with these people? Because I don't want to jump the gun in. And... Can I just say I appreciate Rashid talking about how he don't want to chase nobody. He was looking to court. Yes, I loved that line. He's like, you know, I don't want it to start feeling like I'm chasing and not court. I'm like, yes, bro, yes. That okay. Is... And, and not for nothing, she didn't seem like she was really ready for somebody like him anyway. Do you want ooh, on Clubhouse J was airing them out? Airing who out? Ooh, spill some tea, babes. When it came to Adriana, he thought that she likes to come off like kind of ditzy and kind of out of there, but she was just playing the game. I could see that. But then again, when you talking about Jay, you also got a fact that he was playing the game too, talking to winter like one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Yo, and that's the thing, like. You had said, okay, you, you kept saying, you know, the way the show is edited, the way the show is edited. But it was really like when they started showing um, uh, Never Before See, I'm like, yo, this changes like the context of everything, though. Like, and it bothered me because it's like we started to look at certain people like, yo, you tra not necessarily trash, but, you know, like, what's your problem? Like, why, why, why that? Like, why are you acting like that? But then when you see that Never Before Seen part, you like, Oh, that's why you acting like that. It's not just you. You're not coming off as, you know, you coming off as crazy, but that's because you being misled. But let's be real here. It's bad enough when you're dating and you have a theory or idea that they're dating other people too, but you actually see it. Mm -hmm. Elimination. Mm -hmm. find out surprisingly this person dating them too is like, what the fuck? Like, I, the whole situation with, what was the name, Simone? Now, I again, I find it super hard to believe that she is somebody's damn attorney. Who is she representing? I forgot what kind of law she practices. Is it civil, criminal? What's I hope she? she ain't standing in front of no judge on behalf of nobody. I'll say that. Cause it's probably in one of the first few episodes. Like, I'm just, I just don't, I wouldn't be confident with her. Like, she was messy. And even when she had said it on the couch, like when they had, when they initially had the conversation about, you know, somebody going to somebody's room or whatever, mm -hmm. she said like, oh, you know, I think I was just like a little jealous. Da, da, da. Once it came out, I think that he was like, what was it? He was trying to like push up on her a little bit or he was like making it seem like he was trying to push up on her a little bit. 
Um, push Jay push up on Simone or push up on Winter? Um, Simone. Yes, Simone. They yeah. was kiss time or whatever. Yeah, once once that came out, it was like, all right, so I understand a little bit more of where she's coming from because it's like, don't I don't want to be like, you know what I mean? Don't 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 secret me, like. But at the same time, it, she still came off real messy with the way that she executed everything, like the way that she. You know, going back and gossiping and whatnot. And Simone was mentioning on Twitter that the re- part of the reason she was acting like that is because behind the scenes and even after the show ended, they were bullying her. So that's why she made that little sister wife's comment and got her jabs in. I need to see those things because it, it, it's like it if it's going to give more context as to why she is acting the way she is, I'd rather them let us know that instead of just painting her out to be, or 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 you know, providing us with the scenes to make to make us think that or where it could be perceived because everything is you know mm. perception is uh different it varies to person but where she could be perceived to be looking as foolish as she looking well not for nothing as you would say um on clubhouse they're having two reunion shows i believe under binge tv club and they're gonna have half the cast for part one i think tuesday I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. It's on my iPhone. Like tomorrow? In the evening? Remind mm-hmm. me. Remind me, because I don't... Yeah. I don't Like, lately, I've been so, like, wrapped up into, like, trying to get my shit together that I haven't really been wanting to... You know what I mean? Like, I haven't really been wanting to interact with too many people. And, like, I haven't really been on Clubhouse lately. Like, I scroll through and see, like, they ain't talking about much that I need to be talking about. And it's just like, I. Right, I'll check back in with y'all later. I'm pretty much tapping out Clubhouse because I'm t- I'm tired of going to some of these rooms like the relationship rooms and hearing men talk about how men are the hunters and all the issues with relationship dynamics. I'm like, y'all getting on my last motherfucking level. See, I don't even go into relationship rooms because I don't really care to hear about nobody's relationship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, like, I prefer to watch like the show. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to like actually like hearing people's opinions now, I kind of been filtering that out because it's like, oh boy, what is y'all talking about? You know what I mean? And then like I just get annoyed. Everybody just playing these roles of like um, the victim or just being so stubborn in their ways that it's like, yo, why are we even having like why are you even on the stage, bro? Like what happened? I just can't. Or like yeah. even. Even some of the rooms that's like um like the motivation rooms or whatever, like some of those rooms, um, just be kinda like one person just taking over all of the conversations. It's just like, bro, I you saying the same thing multiple ways and I'm you know, it's all well and good and I'm pretty sure somebody's receiving these messages, but it you it's not it's not leaving enough space for other people to, to, to chime in and for there to actually be like dialogue. So it's just I'll just be over it as lately I've just been over it. Ooh, that reminds me, even though it's going way off topic on a tangent, I'm gonna try one of them speed dating things. Again? No, I never did one before. Well you've done speed dating, haven't you? No, ma'am. I feel like you've spoken about it. I said I was going to do one as soon as but- that the place that I'm going to. Oh, okay. So now you found a place and whatnot. Yeah, they're gonna have. It's gonna have a speed dating, and they're gonna have us blindfolded so that it's more about personality or something. I'm like, that's a that's idea. interesting. You yeah. gotta, yeah, you're gonna have to 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 dish on the on the on the on the the podcast about how that went because that's 
That's very interesting. Um, it's in a few weeks, so it'll be like in I think two episodes. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you excited or nervous, or it, it you I have no feeling toward it yet? Probably need to like go clothes shopping, maybe get a new pair of shoes because I don't even with this whole put on a blindfold thing. It's like, what do you wear to these things? Listen, and that's another thing about me. I'm so over. I'm just over everything so, to the point where it's like. I'd show up in motherfucking sweats and sweatpants. But again, that's me because I'm ignorant. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You kind of get to the point where you're just like, I don't, okay, I don't really, like, I want you to see me at my utmost worst. You know what I'm saying? And then we can go from there type thing. But I mean, obviously, wear something nice that's comfortable. Because um, even though it's going to be like with you being blindfolded, as you stood, as you walking in, unless they got you blindfolded as soon as you cross the threshold of the the, the venue, then you're still going to see other people. It might not, you know what I mean? Just because you don't see who you're going to be sitting in front of, the mind naturally goes to, okay, if we're all here for speed dating, I'm going to go ahead and size you up. And then from there, you're going to be sitting there talking to somebody like, oh, I hope this was the person that I seen over by the door. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or I hope this was shorty with the blue on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so unless they, you know what I mean, you still want to have a nice little appearance going on and maybe like a nice cologne, not too much though, something soft. Cause you know, if you can't see the senses are heightened. Yeah. But you know that my sense of smell is like borderline dead, right? I didn't know that, but me being so sensitive to sense, I would say just find something soft, something light and soft. Let me check out that thing Amanda Seals would always advertise on her um, Instagram. (laughs) No, it was like Fleur or something. I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, something something soft, like not too overbearing because, like I said, you're going to be blindfolded. And if you're blindfolded, them senses, that sense of smell is going to kick in. You want something that's going like gently caress like the cheek, you know, like the back of the hand to to the cheek. Gently caress. Yeah. I got which one is the one I liked. Damn. Anyway, back to Ready to Love. Alicia was pregnant. That was a surprise. I mean, I didn't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm not like I didn't care, but like I'll, I'm happy for her, you know? <laughs> but it was just like a, okay. <laughs> now, I will say that I was cracking up when they hit me with the, 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 the um, you know, I love me a good reference. So when they hit me with the eye that eye that baby papi, I was hollering. I take it you don't know where that came from, huh? No, ma'am. Life. <laughs> There's a scene in uh the movie Life where the uh the guy who does the uh, it's not a plantation, but you know, uh the warden, I guess, where the warden's daughter comes up pregnant and the baby's mixed, and so he lines all the prisoners up and he's like who you know who who's the father here and then because it was one of the the guys that everybody really rocked with everybody kind of started coming up saying I'm the, I'm the father of that baby I'm the father of the baby but then there was this one the slow guy Bernie Mac's character he, I I I the baby Pepe so you know I love a good reference especially if it's from one of my favorite movies so mm-hmm. I figured you wasn't gonna get it though but that's because you still got a little bit of uh of viewing to do. So much disrespect. I mean, 
You didn't. No, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Ooh, but Alex going in on Brian was fun about the whole alleged baby mama drama. Yeah, that's another couple I didn't really care about. Yeah, I like. I I don't know. Like I, I'm ready to get to the, the. I'm ready to get to the Denise. I'm ready to get to the Rashid. I'm ready to get to. You know, well, I was you know good to get to the winter. I think the people who lasted the longest, I want to see more of them. Uh, winter seemed like she was there because her contract required her to be there. Who winter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she didn't see. She seemed over it, honestly. She seemed very over it. Like, oh, you know what? Um, you're trash, and you're trash, and guess what? You're trash too. But if I want the rest of my check, I got to be here and sit here. So I'm going to just let y'all kindly know how trash you are and then wish you the best. Mm. I liked Winter. She, I, I hated that walk she had, though, when she wasn't wearing heels. Her flat foot walk. I don't even know yeah. what that is. Like, you know, the walk that girls do when they ain't got no shoes on. Um, yeah, I- she did. All right, watch back. We watch back how she walking down that hallway, and then the second time when she was coming down the hallway at the fort when it was like three fifty something or whatever, she had a little funny walk like she got poked with something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they claim on the clubhouse ain't nobody do nothing but can't well, be. Listen, you know niggas be lying, obviously. Let's uh, can't, all right. So wait, who are we going to next? Uh, we we talk about Alex and Brian. Him and his made up words and her and her. Like, I don't understand. It's one of them things where it was like, you know, when you dead something and you just like, you let that die. Like, and then it's like early. So it's like, why y'all still trying to like keep life into this? It's not, there's nothing behind it. Like when she said, when she said she was trying to be vulnerable and he didn't understand that, that was it right there. Like, you know, that, that ain't nothing else really need to be said. And then when he was trying to give his explanation of like, nah, cause you know, it, it, it people see things through their experience and I'm like okay okay you're going somewhere with this and then he kept going and I was like never mind like I, I thought we was going somewhere we ain't really get nowhere so after some point it's just like <clears throat> why is this feeling like what was it what is the name of the dude who was fucking up last season with the girl and then nephew Tommy try to put them back together again uh you know what you're I'm talking about homie with the blue Bye. yes you always had the tan suit or something like that he was bald. Well, they most of all of them was bald. I mean, it's about that age. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't. I. I care. You know, I can't remember anybody's names, but I think I remember who you're talking about, though. And it's just like, bro, let that go. Like, not for nothing. When if you if you are a guarded person and you try to let your guard down and it's not met with someone being understanding in that moment. Bro, don't even waste your time trying to get them to understand. Like, you just put yourself in a vulnerable position and you were, you know, not protected. Your vulnerability wasn't protected in that moment. So all of that, like, okay, well, I figured we could try to know. That's it. If I can't be, if I can't feel safe with you, with my emotions and my truths, then we really don't have anything to talk about because, like I don't got who has time, especially they all in their late thirties, early forties. Who has time to be trying to teach someone how to be, uh, how to, how to understand vulnerability? 
which is why I did not understand why Winter at her age even thought Anthony could be a good match. Anthony is the one she chose, right? Yeah, chose by elimination, not by choice. You think she would have chose Jay if she could have? Yeah, Jay or maybe looking at somebody else if everybody didn't leave. It's just like, okay, so it's funny because the way that everything was filmed, it seemed like they, you know, not that they was making Jay out to be, but Jay came off as very well put together and caring and like a stand-up guy. But once they started showing that never before seen footage, I'm like, you kind of like a suave fuckboy. Like, <laughs> you like but, a high class fuckboy. Jay, what's up? That's what Joy's friend said. That nigga's a salesman. And he sold his shit well on that show and the editors helped him out. Mm-hmm. Editors definitely was in his pocket. Um, Edwin, I liked that. That was his name, right? Edwin? The chef? The one with the PJ? Yeah. I liked him, even though he did have PTSD, but I, I liked him. Yeah, but he was talking about sleeping three, four hours, so you know that man was on edge most of the time. Yeah, I mean... He needed that therapy that drug. Yeah, and I, I mean, he... It seem, I'm not going to say it seems as though he went and got it, but it seems as though he got the motivation he needed to actually, like, look at the problem, like, to address the problem of what he's been through or whatever. But when it comes to like how he was treating him and not for nothing, like I don't think I would have been able to like deal with him because he put it on thick. How are you like, wait a minute, my heart, my panties, they wet. What's going on? Like, and I, I don't think that's safe. <laughs> and you saw how he was all huddled up with Naya talking, right? Did I see that? They were sitting next to each other having a little side conversation. And Naya's the one with Chris, right? The one that that, that was like, oh, you, if you're not paying for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for her to get to the table, too. Did she, was she pregnant? Because like, I feel like I seen a, a, a clip of Chris saying, like, you came to a show already pregnant. I hope she is, because that's what she wanted. And word. That way she can be up out of everybody else's face. I wanted yeah, once once she started and like you I know you said oh I see where she coming from, you know, it's a lot to deal with it. But once she started talking that like oh paying half and doing this and doing that, it's just like, oh all right, so you maybe you you're ready for a specific type of love. But the thing about it is when you get into a situation where you okay, you you're gonna provide everything and you know, I don't wanna pay for anything. I don't wanna lift a finger to do anything except for my wifely duties or whatever. You gotta understand that you can't have a super headstrong personality. You can't you can't be in charge when when you're not you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and it it doesn't seem like like she has a very boss like mentality, but the type of mentality that she has and the type of situation she's looking for, it doesn't seem like it would align well. Again, the way it came off to me is because she'd be a high-risk pregnancy, she needed somebody to be able to provide while she's on bed rest. And when it so, came- so after the nine months, after she has the baby and she's no longer at risk of anything, then what? She going to start helping out? Like it, it, it changes from them being, you know what I mean? Like I need a little bit more behind that. Because if it's like a, a problem during pregnancy, then I feel like she should have like very much made that clear if it was just specifically during pregnancy. 
but it seemed like maybe I misunderstood or maybe I wasn't paying attention or maybe I had smoked a little bit of weed that day. But it definitely seemed like she was trying to emphasize or make it known that she didn't believe that the woman should be having to do half of anything. Now, I understand the whole concept of I'm high risk, so these are things that I don't want to worry about, but this is prior to y'all even, you know, being, haven't even gotten that far. So Mm. if if we're just having a conversation about it, then you should be at least open to hearing, um, you should at least be open to hearing, like, okay, well, I'm good, you know, we can go half, or I can do two-thirds, or, you know, something like that. But if you're saying, like, I don't want to like, that's not going to work for me because I'm high risk. Uh, it's going to be a high risk pregnancy. All right, cool. So is this like a temporary thing or are these still your expectations after, you know, making it clear and, and he- he- safe and healthy on the other side of pregnancy? You get what I'm saying? I absolutely get what you're saying. And it wasn't necessarily made clear beyond her talking about when she was young, she did want to be a housewife, but mm-hmm. that's still a dream. Listen, some I guess I mean, to each his own, but I just understand it. It's not like it. It sounds good, but when you like a headstrong person, you like to be in charge and stuff. It don't, it don't line up like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it sounds good, but once you actually in a role, you'd be like, bro, I don't want to do this shit. Fucking, but that maybe that's just me because I, I can't. Like I'm not. A, a very domestic person, but it just she just seems like what she's looking for and where she is mentally is just like you know, yeah, it's not aligning at all. Like, and it's not to say it can't. It's just you know, in those type of situations, because she's clear on what she wants in regards to a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 that aspect of her life, but it's like. Okay, are you willing to meet people halfway? You know what I'm saying? But that's I don't know. I, I'm 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 excited to see how their turn on the couch turns out because I hope he puts her in a place after having time to think and reflect and listen to everybody preach to him on Clubhouse. Yeah. I hope I hope he comes in there like, well, bitch, I'm a catch, to be honest with you. <laughs> and he was still defending her when I heard him talk on Clubhouse. I'm like this is so sweet, and I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> See, I'm mad that I missed all of these uh, clubhouse conversations, man. And you, at least I think I did it right. But... You gotta text me, bro. Like, that shit, you know how many pings I get? Everybody be pinging me. Such and such pinged you to this conversation, and I look at the conversation. It don't got nothing to do with nothing that I'm about. Like, and I just be looking like, so you just pinged everybody in your little list thing. I hate when people do that. Yeah, like, that's why, like, when I had those rooms, they were very small because it was like, if I'm talking about parenting, I'm not going to ping a bunch of people that don't have children. That's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be wanting to join in, but I'd do a scroll through and be like, oh, y'all is, y'all done turn this into Instagram. It is getting. I'm. I'm getting tired of all this stuff that I have no interest in showing up for some reason. In the, oh my god! Yes, on everything. 
And I'm just trying to figure out who do I gotta get rid of to get this out of my life. I swear, yo, that that is all the way me. I'll be sitting there like, so yeah, nah, this is not gonna work for me. It's kind of tainting the experience, especially because oh my god, all these fucking notifications about somebody stalling a room. Oh my gosh, yes. That'd be annoying. Or like, cause you know, I don't have my notifications on for anything, but like if I think if it like if I open the app and then like close it or something like that, like it's something that I do on my end that lets the app know like it's okay to like vibrate on her phone. Usually mm -hmm. like if I'm if like how I got my phone open right now, mm -hmm. it'll just like, you know, pop up in the banner. And that's okay. But when my phone is closed and locked. The only thing that vibrates, like my text message will vibrate, but there's nothing, like there's no major notification. My phone don't light up or anything like that. Only thing that, that comes through like, hey, your attention is needed is the apps where I make my money. You know what I'm saying? So when Clubhouse, when Clubhouse come and, and do a random like buzz and I'm like, okay, this is either a text message or, you know, a client inquiry and I open it up and it's like, such and such pinged you too. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, stop pinging me with shit that I don't care about. I think you can turn off getting pinged, right? Yeah. You can, but my thing is, like, I don't want to turn it off because there's certain rooms, like, there's certain people that ping me, and I'm like, okay, this is a good topic. But then there's other people who just ping you, and it's like, bro, you... Would you just start rooms all day? Like that's that's what you do for a living? Like you just a professional room starter? Like I can't. And it's funny because I was like so like, oh clubhouse. Don't get me wrong. It still has space for good things, but it's just getting harder to pick through the the, the pieces of fat to find the decent pieces of meat. Like And I aware for the love of God that if you belong to a club, you could just get recordings. Cause honestly, you get if they have a two-hour thing, you maybe have a good 20 minutes of stuff that's actually useful. The rest of it is introductions, people hyping shit. Ciao. At the room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so like, over it. The introductions be 20 minutes per person. And you just be sitting there like, yo, I, it's, it, it literally takes away from the topic. No, like, I wish people would be specific when they make these rooms about what they want to talk about rather than making it general. Mm -hmm. Then that's when they started saying, you go off the topic they want to talk about. It was cool before where it would be like, you know, okay, it's a few people and we are going off topic. But now it's like when it goes off topic, it goes so far off topic that it's like, yo, we're not even in the same ballpark of then, what the room is supposed to be about. And then it's usually like weirdly sexual. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, just certain things. It's just like, all right, y'all are doing the most now. Before we move off of Ready to Love, how about that, Denise? I don't like her hair, and it looks like she didn't really do it or get it done before she showed up, which to each his own. But that color doesn't work out with her skin tone and that's nothing against her skin tone it's everything against that color and her also deciding she wants to speak for joy when joy that was eerily disturbing 
And she was so good at it. <laughs> it was so, like, it was, I don't know what was more disturbing. Watching it, her doing it, or her reaction to her watching it. It was, <laughs> like, did you see? She was cracking up. And it was like, that's not funny. <laughs> First of all, I don't understand why you would do something like that. And her opening was just very convoluted and just sounded stupid. So stupid. Like, it sounded like, okay, I'm about to do this, and I'm not at all going to stretch before I reach. Like, <laughs> it was literally one of those, because she, she's like, yeah, you know, I just, I, I felt like um, you could speak through me, and you could be present through me, and I wanted to be that. And it's just like, but did she ask you for that? No. <laughs> Like, 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 yo, you literally, like, I don't understand when people just stand in your face and lie for no reason. Like, that, I didn't understand. Like, there was, what was the game there? Like, she said, and, and Rashid said it when he was talking to the other people. He was like, yo, she called me a narcissist, but is this not narcissistic? <laughs> like, you literally put yourself in something. Like, I, that is, that is the most, like... You know the motherfuckers that comment, like, you post something, like, oh, yeah, you know, I lost 10 pounds, and then somebody comment, like, girl, I lost 20. you just like, what did, what did this have to do with you? This was my moment. Like, it seemed like one of those, like, she was trying to put herself in the moment so that she was trying to put herself in the moment so that she can be a part of, you know, and get some of the attention of this tragedy. Like, bruh, move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas ain't, this is... You're playing with the wrong thing. Like, Shorty lost her sister. And you talking about some, yeah, she gave me a message. And Joy turned around like, mm, yeah, no, um, I didn't craft that message. I didn't have time to craft that message. So it was just like one of them, like, confront her, call, pull her card right in front of everybody, lying ass. She gonna get eaten alive in part two. I, it's, it's sad because I don't... I, I wanted to be on her side at some point during the whole, you know, in the beginning. But she just keep kept making it hard to, like, stand up for her. Especially because I wanted to defend her once. Nephew Tommy called her on Viv, and I was like, oh, you done fucked up now. She do give, she do look like black on Viv, though, now that you mention it. He called her that? When he you called her that? On a reunion? Or in the show? In the show, before reunion, he called her that. Mm. That red flag told me that's how you're going to paint this woman for the rest of the show. So, Well, okay. Well, you know what? Since, since we we did mention, you know, how the, the um, never-before-seen footage and whatnot, so, like, maybe I should leave just a little bit of wiggle room for her. Um, um, no? Um, okay, good, because I didn't really want to. <laughs> They said, yes, there's editing involved, but you still said what you said. Yo, why? Why? I don't understand why. Why would you sit there in front of everybody and be like, she left a message, she said such and such, and then she started like naming specific people, and it's just like, and she says she knows that you all will find love. Excuse me? <laughs> And then she said, she's like, but I called you and I told you that, you know, I gave it. She's like, yeah, but you ain't said that you said all of that. Like, bruh, 
embarrassing. That's embarrassing for real. A part of me wants to go into Bling Empire, but I'm on into like four or five episodes, so I feel under. We could, yeah, we could talk about what you've seen so far. I love Anna. Fuck Christine. And, okay, yes. Okay, stop it, Anna, because Anna needs her. Re- Anna needs her. You guys talk like Anna needs her respect. <laughs> Japanese Russian woman. Yes, Japanese and Russian. You said she got what? The worst posture you've ever seen. She definitely does. But she yeah. also has a lot of money. <laughs> she's my favorite. She is. I think she's. She's probably everybody's favorite. Her and Kane. Her Kane and Kevin. I'm trying to understand though. Is Kane playing double side and everything? Yes, Kane is like the. I feel like Kane has read the the um. Was it Forty Eight Laws of Power or was it Art of War? I think it was Forty Eight Laws of Power, where there's a a law that says like you don't choose sides. You just create a path for them to get to each other. <laughs> like, is that not what Shane what uh Kane does? Like he definitely he doesn't choose sides, like he doesn't say, Oh no, this is this, this is that. He just kind of makes it accessible for the two people who are opposed to each other to find their way to each other, to be opposed in each other's face. Mm-hmm. And he's just here for the mess. <laughs> like I love Kane. I, and I like Ke- I like Kane and I like Kevin because Kevin brings the normal. Yeah, he. But yeah, Kevin definitely brings the the real world ish to them. Like, but okay. So did you you got to the part where she where she had where Anna Shay had the um, what was it Dior come over? Yes, the people from Dior. Did you see where he tried to return the shoes to her? Yes, I did, and she was insulted. She was like, okay. Okay, okay, but but Kevin, it's also very rude to give back a gift. And then she told him, like, next time we'll just go to the store. We'll just go to Dior's store. How's that? Like, <laughs> can I be your friend? And can I'm bad at telling that Kylie Jenner would want to expose her like that and think it wasn't a big deal. Okay, can we talk about her lack of accountability? That it was, I was so triggered. The whole first of all, first of all, I don't, you know, how I feel about people getting too comfortable. I don't like that they went in her house and and up into her room, and then you talk about some, um, oh, what's this? You in her shower now. The guy, like, okay, granted, yeah, he he was definitely very much as in the wrong. But it didn't take him as long to come around to to admit that he was in the wrong. Whereas with her, you could tell that she's been like spoiled and not necessarily like monetarily spoiled, but like spoiled in a way that she never had to hold herself accountable for anything. Because she first of all, like I said, you're in this woman's house and everybody's outside. Now, Mari, if you have a cookout, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody is outside, the festivities is outside. The only time I'm going to go in the house is one is if you instruct uh, instruct me to, to go get something, or if I have to use the bathroom and the bathroom is in the house. Other than that, I'm not going to walk around your house off willy-nilly because I'm curious. No, if that's the case, Amari, can you give me a tour? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, can you give me a tour? What's up? And I don't know if you've seen when, when they first introduced them two together on screen, um, Kim was trying to play Anna Shay's piano. Mm-hmm. And Anna Shay came down and she's like, What are you doing in here? And she's like, Oh, I was waiting 
um, I was just waiting for you to come down. And she was just like, uh, I think, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something along the lines of like, you know, like she said she has a hard time trusting people. Mm-hmm. And it was just like. By a former assistant of millions of jewelry and they just walked. Right. Walked right out my front door. So when she came down and she's just like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, I think that's literally probably what she said. Like, what are you doing? Why, not why are you here? But that it would have that, that implication. Like, why are you you know, in my house or whatever. So when her and dude go upstairs and they're in her bathroom and they're like, what is this? Bitch, it don't matter what it is. It could be anything because it's her house and it's not yours. Like, and then you t- he talking about some shit, we throw it out. Now you're just being messy. You being messy. Out the fucking what, what's, what's wrong with you putting it back where you got it from? What's wrong with that? And she talking about some throw it out the window. It's, it's fucking disgusting. Talking about it's illegal. What the fuck? Why would that? What? Yo, like it was just like yo, you really, you really have a lot of nerve and too much comfort. You know what I'm saying? That whole thing made me so mad. It made me feel like, first of all, you're trying to embarrass her. That's ultimately what it is. And what did she do to deserve that? Because Anna don't fuck with nobody. Even she with- don't. Christine, when that whole shit was happening, she put her at the end of the table. And she, but wait, oh, I think you got there. There's, there's an episode later on uh, in the season. Is you, if you had episode five, you got three more to go. But there's one of them episodes where she's having a party, and she told Christine um, on Christine's invitation, she put nine, but the party started at like seven or something. So, or, or the party had started earlier. So as Christine arrives, she's like everybody's leaving. She's like, yeah, you know, the party's about to be over. She's like, oh, okay. And Anna's in the, the confessional like, so maybe I put a different time on Christine's invitation because I didn't want to deal with her for a long time. Like, <laughs> Yo, I hope there's a reunion show because I want to see the reactions. Bruh, I want more Anna Shay. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, she's just needed in the reality world. There needs to be a Anna Shay on every reality show because it's like the mutual. Like, it, it, she just kind of like, not the mutual, but she kind of like neutralizes everything. Like, the the common sense, like you know how everybody. Like, first of all, I don't understand why the hell Christine asked is just outright threatened by Anna because that's what it is. Because unless unless it's stuff that we didn't see, like and she came out immediately shooting shots at Anna. And it's not like Anna wanted her man or anything. Try- and Anna said straight up, I don't, I don't, I don't have to compete. I don't want to compete with anybody. You get what I'm saying, like. When you get a person like that who doesn't have to compete, why is that so problematic for her? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that such an issue that she has no desire to compete against you? You know what I'm saying? Because Christine do the most to get the least. Yes. And them wigs were terrible. The little <laughs> bob wigs and stuff. Terrible. Ter- ter- terrible. But I wife of somebody of a dynasty you have to be extra i guess he don't even seem like he that extra but oh he wants just... kid from what I'm he, yeah you know he just want margo in london <laughs> whatever he was gonna name him something like that yeah um who else oh near that i was really feeling um Oh, the Power Ranger and his girl i was about that i was just about to bring them up uh andrew and kelly mm-hmm. poor thing 
I just Anything. hope they back together because that dude seemed like he is one moment. You, wait, that. you said you hope that they do get back together? No, I said don't. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah, you no. think I'm still these love nonsense? Bruh, his mommy issues are, he needs private therapy. Like, he needs individual therapy before he can actually get into a relationship. Like, are you, you're at a part where they've already, like, moved out and stuff, like... I think Kevin's wondering when it's appropriate to make his move. Okay, yeah. So, like, this dude, like, when I say the mommy issues, bro, like, when the therapist, when she was, you know, she was like, I think, you know, I just, I don't think I want to be in this relationship, da, 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 da. This nigga went out into the hallway and started praying. <laughs> that was so funny, I don't know why. Bro, I said, if you, you, this, you're not praying you know, to try to figure out how to make things right or whatever. You're praying because you don't want to miss that meal ticket. And then once she went to the, she was like, yeah, you know, he's in the studio and he manages a couple of producers, manages a couple of artists and producers. I said, oh yeah, mm-mm, meal ticket, which meal ticket. He was a red Power Ranger, which, which era? Yeah, recent Power Ranger. If he don't get the fuck out of here, it's not even a real Power Ranger, bro. The real Power Rangers stopped being Power Rangers in the 90s. He's from like 2013, 2014. If you don't get out of my face. Oh, he wasn't even in the movies? No. If you don't get out of my face. That poor. Y'all ain't had a bad green screen. That's where the real Power Rangers was with the bad green screen. Mm-mm. But yeah, he he looked like he's just um trying to like get a piece of that meal ticket. Because when she pulled off in that Rolls Royce, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. You enjoy the luxuries that are afforded to you from, even if she's not like outright being, you know, financing everything, just the connection and the the proximity to finances is enough in itself. So that's probably what that is. Like, mm -mm. why are you trying to play this role when you don't got the position? Yeah. And then like, it's obviously not even about money with her. Because, you know, she was willing to give Kevin a shot. So I don't even think she's, like, one of them people about worried about money. I think she said that, too. Like, she's really, um, yeah, she's for love. But the thing about that, though, is, like, I don't know. Like, she, 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 she got to chill. And I get, like, I get it. We all been there before, you know. But it's just, like, you... You got too much money, girl. <laughs> like you in a Rolls Royce, you need to let that that nigga go. Cause, and again, this nigga was out there praying, and it's like, well, you do that, and then the second that she don't agree with you, you blowing up really fast again. No, girl, you. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, she's better off without him. You gotta let it go. Like when Anna Shay took them to Paris, bro, I would have been like, nah, you need to book your flight back home now because you bugging and we trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about Call Me Cat. Oh, I like Leslie Jordan and Kyla Pratt together. That's it. <laughs> and with that. Um... <laughs> like they, they work really good together. I'd love to see like maybe Cat could be a uh, um uh, 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 what's they call like a secondary, thirdary character? Maybe she could be one of them. Cause I just don't care about her relationships. I don't care mm-hmm. about ex or whatever the hell Max was. I don't care about. Her I don't mom. care about Brigitte. That I don't care about none of them. 
something stupid to me. And her breaking the fourth wall is not funny. Yeah, no, it's really not. AJ was watching with me. She turned around like, she's talking to us? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, she's talking to us? I said, yeah. Like, we supposed to say something back? I said, no. (laughs) Put a mark. You got to look at my face. She was like, I was like, no, my baby was over that shit. She did not understand that all, bro. She's like, yeah, that's not me dying. Ooh, and I forgot. I didn't tell you that we should be watching Girlfriends, but I watched the first season. Oh, I love Girlfriends. It was so terribly problematic. <laughs> We acknowledge that because William was a whole hot ass mess. Okay, wait. First of all, can we talk about present day William? What happened to present day William? Have you? All I know is that I have never seen this man walk outside of girlfriends. And trust me, he had. I don't think he really has because he is still holding very tight to every picture he posts. Are you? Are you like going on Instagram or something right now? Actually. Okay, uh, Reggie Hayes. Child, let me know. I'm, I'm not even going to say let me know when you get there. I'm going to hear your reaction when you get there. Oh, once upon a time, long, long time ago. Oh, he did not age. Exactly. Why, <laughs> why, why, I was going to hear your reaction. Why are all these pictures from nigga, your career ain't have nothing but girlfriend? Is he like that dude from um, what's that show? From the Cosby show who didn't get work for a long time? Oh, you talking about Elvin? Yeah. I would say he's worse than Elvin. Elvin got work now. Yeah, he got work after the situation happened. Yeah, since that situation happened, he's been getting some work now. He was in power. Um, that power book with he plays uh uh the boys uh inheritance attorney or whatever you call it. Huh? He needs to put a shit on. Who? Uh William? Yes. So here's my thing about William. If you notice, all his pictures... It's a girlfriend's picture. Yes, but the pictures of him are all hashtagged with girlfriends. Girlfriends was not good times. You ain't gonna keep making money off of it like that, homie. Yo, it's like it's like if you don't... If I don't say girlfriends, then you're not gonna know who I am at all. And it's like... You can tell the people who... who continued to have work in Hollywood and the people who didn't by just off of their social media alone and how, you know, the pictures that they post, the angles that they take, just things of that nature, like how they present themselves online. That man left girlfriends and lived a regular ass life. Looking like somebody's weird uncle. Exactly. He did not. It did not. Yeah. I need him to stop taking Selfies though. Exactly. And then the thing about it is like the um Does it look like this is a profile for a serial killer? Or somebody who would keep a young girl in his basement. I can see that too. Um not to say that that's what it is, you know, but I can see where you I can see where you got that from. Um what I was about to say. He just he he needs some social media um help. Like if he was to re- try to revive his career, he would need like some some social media rebranding. 
um, he need somebody to actually like run his social media so that he wouldn't post those pictures. <laughs> I'm just I'm it just is it's one of those like like I think on one of the one of the pictures that he had posted was for like uh Tracy Ellis Ross's birthday. Uh-huh. And um it was one of, I was like, I bet you she ain't even see this shit. <laughs> like he probably could have tagged her and she still wouldn't have seen it. And it's just hard for me because like I really enjoyed William's character. Like, I mean he wasn't shit, obviously, but uh-huh. um what did I just pull up? Trans he stuff he said in the first season. Yeah, I, he was he 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 wasn't shit. Um, but I enjoyed his character because he was his character was so funny. And he played his character well, you know. Mm-hmm. And now that's why I'm, it's it's so hard for me to see him like that because it's like William Joan breaking up with you really hurt you that bad. Hold yeah. up, he got with Joan eventually. Oh, you sorry, I forgot there was a lot of seasons. Yeah, they had a little a little rendezvous. A little I, a little time where they were in a uh, relationship together. They had a little lounge together. I think the last relationship of Williams I remember is Jill Scott. Mm, I don't know if I remember that one. I just remember Jill Scott was on the show and that's when I started to watch Girlfriends. <laughs> I gotta go back and, and, and rewatch that. Um I started to rewatch the series, but then they started putting all my old shit back on, and I just couldn't. I was like, oh, 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 I'm so excited, I'm so excited, and you know, ADHD kicked in, and I was like, fuck it, I ain't gonna watch none of these then. I still gotta get to living single again. Oh, I, I've, I've rewatched that twice in the last year. I can't get enough. Maxine yeah. Shaw is that bitch. She's gonna be in a new show. I forgot what it's called. I know, I, I did too. Um, I recently saw it. I don't don't even remember what it's about, but I seen her in in the little trailer clip thing, and I was excited. Was it a funny show? Uh, oh, you're looking it up, of course. <laughs> can you see it in the function of my glasses? Yeah, I can tell when you start looking at uh, when you start, yeah, yeah, your thinking face, your skimming face. Yeah, swimming with sharks. But who in this? Ross, is it scary or is it funny? Uh, it sounds like it's a drama. Diane Kruger. Ooh. I don't care. Erica Alexander can do no wrong in my book as long as she ain't like doing wrong in my book. <laughs> yeah, she was in Black Lightning. That was good. I love her. Like she's just, she's just so awesome. And I think you know what it is that character. She played that character so well, bro. Oh my gosh, you watched Living Single before, right? Um. I watched most of the first season because I got a DVD. Mm. But then the rest of it I couldn't watch because they was having issues with music licensing and it wasn't on Hulu yet. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no. It... Ooh, she was on Insecure. You said Insecure? Yeah, she played on one of the small shows. You know how they be having the TV uh, oh, yeah. they be having like the TV on and shit. That reminds me, Insecure's ending, but at the very least, Queen Sugar has two more seasons. I don't think I care. I think I care more about Insecure ending. I well, loved Insecure. It's such a, a voice for the culture. It's about time. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not, like, I love Insecure, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like, with Issa, I respect the way that she's doing it. Because 
she understands that there's a life line on things. And although we could sit there and say that we want, we want, we want, she know that we don't need. Because, you know, after a certain amount of time, it's just like, yeah, y'all keep saying y'all want this. But then when I start, when the story start going to where we don't really have a choice but to take it, then y'all go, they should have stopped after season five. Exactly, bitch. Let me stop here then. Yeah. I'm going to be sad about Insecure ending, but they gave us some really, really, really good moments. Mm-hmm. And I already saw people talking about how, what's her name? They want that woman to have a miscarriage. Who? The one that Lawrence got pregnant. Damn. Damn. I'm just saying, they can't, you know, it's, it's too much baggage. Like, she's either going to have, like, Cause it's not like they they don't want to say oh yeah you need to have an abortion but I guess saying you should have a miscarriage isn't any better but it's just like you know that I think I said it on on this podcast when it happened like it just messes up everything like now you gotta let that nigga go for real and now you gotta go be with this little light skinned blue eyed nigga like oh I wonder oh I wonder if they're gonna use her for to talk about the black maternal rate. I don't want to know more, but I want her to move away. Her and Lawrence. I think I said this. I'm almost certain I said this somewhere where I said that they just need to go now. Like, you know, because I don't want to be a fucked up person and say, oh, no, you know, you're not, you shouldn't have, uh, you know, you got a baby or you shouldn't have the baby. I don't want to say anything fucked up about the baby because the baby didn't ask to be born. But, you know. They gotta go, cause Issa don't need that in her life. She just now getting her shit started. You know her thing is running well, and she's you know happy in life. Mm-hmm. And now you about to come bring this baby into the world to go. You got to be a dad. Like that's not an easy thing to to do. Like when you're dealing with somebody who who has a a child, a new child at that, and then they swearing up and down. Oh no, I'm not with my baby mother. I'm not with my baby. Bro, I've been through that shit before. And you know what happened? That nigga was right back with his baby mother. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's it sound good in theory, you know. Oh, we're not gonna be together. It's still room for me and you. Da, da, da. Okay, yeah, but now I'm be like third in your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna have to be understanding to shit that I wouldn't want to be understanding to. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, what was her name? Corona, Corella, whatever her name. <laughs> Damn, you got all the fucked up names. Cause she in the way. Something, whatever. What was her name? Um, I will fuck her sound. It did. Chevelle, you know, just throw some shit out there. I don't know. Her name um, is Condola. Condola. Hit <laughs> me right at this. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's like, oh, Condola's calling now, you know, at three o'clock in the morning because. And I got an answer because it could be her calling about my baby. But then you get some baby mothers that's just like, well, you know, I just figured I'd call and tell you, like, I literally was dating this one dude and the baby mother would call and be like, oh, um, I was just calling so you could see how cute he looking, such and such. And it's just like, bro, it's late, bro. She can't show you that shit at eight in the morning. You this know what I'm saying? Like, this has Maya's case of the X plane in my head. Oh, child, yes. Now, what is it that she? What is it that she wants? What is it that she needs? Does she care about the brand new things that you just got for me? Cause y'all done had some kids. 
but yes, I yeah, no, nah, I they can go. I don't get me wrong, I loved Lawrence, you know, and I was always team Lawrence and I always wanted them to find their way back together. But I, I always say you can't have no baby on me. That I, I can look past a lot of things, but I can't look past no baby. Can't have no baby on me. You gotta go, bro. And you uh, gotta go while I'm still wishing you well. <laughs> well I'm only gonna wish you well one time, so you better get to getting. <laughs> Take this binky with you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. It's time to go to dog topics like in the movies. Uh, Okay. Good to watch if not now when. What is that? Let's just leave it on by. Who who is is in that? uh, Megan Good, Lexi Underwood. You said who? Lexi Underwood. No, no, no. Is what was the first name? Megan Good. Oh, okay, there we go. She was Megan. Her. I was like, I don't know who. It's only one E in there. <laughs> um, no, I didn't watch that. Grew up in the suburbs. These white people get fancy, just like black people. Yeah, uh-huh. Megan. <laughs> Sounds like Megan off of uh, Walking Dead. Never watched it. Just played the video game. I've never played the video game, but I definitely watched it. So love me some Michelle. So we're between American Skin and One Night in Miami. Which one first? Let's do a One Night in Miami because um, <laughs> the things that I'm gonna say is <laughs> going to, you know, it's not going to sound right after we go dark with One Night in Miami. I mean, once we go dark with the severity of the message in American Skin. So you can start with One Night in Miami. I liked One Night in Miami mostly. The main thing I remember is Cassius Clay being a little bit over the top and Sam Cooke's line about, I don't want the piece of the pie, I want the recipe. And then yeah. What did you say after the, uh, after the quote from Sam Cooke? Oh, the quote was, I don't want a piece of the pie, I want the recipe. No, you said something after that. Oh, and what I like is how each person had their own attitude about how black people can move forward and they kept, and how it Everybody had a specific point that was good, but nobody mm-hmm. was perfect. Yes, that part definitely. Indeed, I agree. Um, it's my turn. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Because you know, I had feelings. I know. Get your feelings out. This is the same. Okay, so I'm gonna preface this with saying, um. I don't give a fuck about what y'all may think about my views and thoughts. Um, oh. I'm not going to sit here and say that, um, you know, how racist people be like, I'm going to start by saying I'm not racist, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not colorist, but it's no, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of light skinned men. No. Um, so I'm going to start by saying Uh-oh. it's no secret that I'm not a fan of light skinned men. And it's also no secret that I'm a huge fan of Malcolm X. Now, hear me when I say this. Yes, indeed, Malcolm X was a red man. Okay? Red skin, red hair, yes. Now, here's my thing. They don't make light-skinned men like they used to. Okay? Light-skinned men used to be about all of that action in life. You know, maybe they were on some sucker shit back then on the low, you know, in regard to how they dealt with women or whatever. That part, I don't know. 
you know, because that's not a widely spoken about aspect. However, when we see light-skinned men back in the day, them niggas was usually the ones, all right, listen, we're going to be about that life. Now, maybe it has something to do with, um, like, a, a compensation or overcompensation of the fact that they are light-skinned. You know, sometimes we as light-skinned people do feel the need to uh, blacken up in our act and in our tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that man, whatever that man's name is, King Bear, huh? I'm looking up his height. I'm thinking I'm seeing five six. Thank you. I'm about to get there. He need not ever play no Malcolm. First of all, can we see so much to pull from? All right, let me do my rant and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh oh. Um, he need not ever in his life ever attempt to come over here and play some damn Malcolm X, honey. First of all, you're too short. That's number one. Put some goddamn respect on that man's height. If you look at old videos of Malcolm X where he would be walking next to somebody, you could tell from the way his suit hung on his body that that motherfucker was tall and a motherfucker. You could tell those things. So why you got this short man over here trying to play Malcolm X with this badass, horrible-ass rent? Regina, I'm sorry. I love you. But I don't know what you was thinking when you allowed casting to call that man and to play this man. Now, here's another thing. I feel like, let me pause my game. I feel like he portrayed Malcolm X in the softest of manners. Like, when I watch, I, and now this is me being a Malcolm X fan. Okay, this is me having read hella Malcolm X books, how, having read hella books about Malcolm X and how watched and listened to most of his speeches, okay? So, um, well, the speeches that are available for viewer consumption. Um he did not give off not nail one of them vibes of being as soft as that man played him out to be. Now, I was not in, well, uh, obviously there was no quote-unquote room. All of that part, you know, was more so fictionized. But I was not there. And I'm pretty sure maybe he did get emotional during some of his personal conversations with people. But I feel like they portrayed him out to be like a bitch. I want to say a bitch. They they didn't that wasn't no Malcolm. That think, wasn't no Detroit Red. I think the point of him being that way is because he was vulnerable and he recognized that the um what is it called? What's the Elijah Muhammad's organization? The nation the nation was he was leaving the nation, which made him vulnerable because he was financially and security Yeah, he was reliable on them but here's the thing and that's why I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt because his relationship with Muhammad Ali him coming on as Muhammad Ali's mentor was his way to try to get back in with the nation to try to get back in good with Elijah Muhammad now once Elijah Muhammad silenced him it was like all right well now you know Betty started to see what it was oh these niggas not really they they not really fucking with you like that they're not really for you and that, that was displayed a little bit in a dialogue in that movie in that movie. But like in real life, like his 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 last ditch hope was really to try to bring Muhammad Ali in. And it was fucked up because once Muhammad Ali converted to the nation of Islam, um, Elijah Muhammad was basically like, Yeah, you can't really fuck with that nigga. We don't fuck with him, so you can't fuck with him. So basically he done pulled in this high profile person to the NOI. For y'all niggas, you know what I'm saying? Convinced him and, and, and got him in there. And then after that, 
fucking Muhammad Ali was like on some nah, like Malcolm, you wildin'. Like I heard, like they told me what you was saying and they told me what you was doing. This is you, you bugging basically. And mm-hmm. then turned his back on Malcolm. Now it is later stated that you know in his later years of life, once he left, and because on top of that, he turned around and he left the NOI for Orthodox uh, Islam. So it's like. <laughs> It's like, yo, you you basically doing exactly what Malcolm did, but you just, you know what I mean? The, the, the shit was covering your eyes. So I get the vulnerability in those moments where he's sitting there trying to, and I get what was on the line for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's from my knowledge outside of the movie. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, while he humbled himself, I feel like they tried to portray him in some super, super desperately humbled manner. And I didn't like that. Because mm-hmm. Malcolm with the big ass bell pepper nose, he wouldn't be sitting there doing all that extra soft shit. Do you? Hmm, what was it I was gonna say? Do you? Do you think they softened him to make him palatable? I I I think maybe they did, and I hate that they did that. Don't soften Malcolm. Don't soften Martin. You know what I mean? Pillowcase Martin. Here you go. Sir the sleeper on this motherfucker, but not Malcolm. Oh my, this is, you say this on MLK Day. I am, I'm sorry. But, and I know, I, I thought about that earlier too, because I was like flipping through channels and they had like some MLK shit on. And I was like, man, where's the Malcolm shit? And I had to stop, like, okay, Shonda, you need to be. <laughs> I have nothing against MLK. I have nothing against. Yeah, like I have nothing against any of that. It's just, I really rock with Malcolm you get what I'm saying so when I like if we're going to talk political leaders like I want to talk about Malcolm you know what I'm saying and then after Malcolm I want to talk about James like I love me some Baldwin you know what I'm saying like these are the people that I really 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 like when I hear their message I feel like hugged like I feel proud to be who I am I feel proud to have this you know even though it's not a lot i feel proud to have this little tint of melanin in me you feel what i'm saying when mm-hmm. i hear martin for the most part it's like, oh you want black kids and white kids to play together right, that's cool <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i know that's a fucked up thing maybe i need to invest a little bit more time that's into that's what i was about to say like yeah no because they talk more they'll they'll give you all of these you know all of these lessons and whatnot on martin but they don't want to talk about the people who was really like, nah, I'm not going to say like, you know, like Martin wasn't about that action, but it's just like, you know, I want to talk about the people who y'all was scared of. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was scared of Martin on some like surface shit, but y'all was really like worried about these other motherfuckers that we don't get to hear about. So like you said, the whole thing about being palatable, nah, fuck these niggas palates. Throw that hard, that, that, that cold Sprite down their throat. You know what I'm saying? Cause I you, know. You, <laughs> listen, because you do hit that. <laughs> yeah, throw that down there. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I don't. I, I, I do think that they tried to make him more palatable, and I don't think that. And I, that might be the reason why I detest his character or his portrayal, um, the portrayal of his, of you know who he was in this movie, because it's like, bro, he was. He was a like mouth- at one point they was the, even they. T- Oh, say it one more time. He's the kind of Malcolm you you expect in a romance movie. Yeah, man. I don't want to hear none of that shit. That's why I wasn't mad at like now looking at the performance of a uh, little light skinned boy versus the performance of Denzel. Even though Denzel didn't really 
look like Malcolm X. He took on a lot of the mannerisms. And I feel like, I don't want to say like he was a better portrayal because he was darker. <laughs> and I know that sounds like a fucked up thing to say, like, but I feel like he... He was, he gave you the Malcolm you needed, not the Malcolm who looked like him. Exactly. Yes, that. Thank you. That. He gave you, he gave you power. He gave you, you know, anger. And that's where my question, my next question comes from. How do you feel about these British people coming and playing our political leaders? And like our, 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 not just political leaders, but like our, our historical leaders, our black historical leaders. I think it's complicated because we got to remember for some of our black historical people, they are not like black. They're not just black Americans. Like when it comes to Malcolm X, he was with, where's Amanda Seals from again? Grenada. Grenada. So he was black and Grenadian, which is the same thing, but he still was partly Caribbean. And the Caribbeans went to the UK and also America. So it's kind of complicated in some ways, but we uh. have to separate that. I hear you on that, but it don't. But I get ring off well enough for me because, okay, so some of the people from like Grenada or whatever, and they went off to the UK. My thing is the struggle. It's something about a like, and it's not to say. It's oh, that's how we had jumped on that because the homeboy from Get Out, oh David Daniel, what what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, right? Um, he's always just going to be homeboy from Get Out for me, even though he's played in mad other shit that I notice him in. But um, yeah, but it's still going to be the homeboy from Get Out. <laughs> like that's how I was. You know how how I'm introduced to people is how for the most part they will stay until they show me a different a different form of them or whatever. But yeah, um, like certain actors, certain actors and actresses. They come in and they 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 they're just so good at what they do that you can feel that pain. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but then you get some of them, like the guy who played Malcolm. I do not feel like Malcolm should have been played by anybody other than a black American who has un- an understanding of that 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 rooted. That that four hundred year rooted pain, you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like when on Clubhouse, like you in Clubhouse chat room, and sometimes the the British or the the people, the black people from other places mm-hmm. who have no knowledge or who or who have no real experience of day to day life in America, you know what I'm saying? Or who didn't have to grow up with certain conversations that black Americans have to have, you know what I'm saying? As, as children and growing up into type thing, there's, there's like a different, it's like a a hidden level of pain. You know what I'm saying? That it comes out. And that's why another reason why I kind of feel like, okay, I felt it more when Denzel was playing Malcolm because not saying that Denzel had been through so much pain, but it's just enabled in that DNA. You know what I'm saying? It's just, embedded in that DNA that okay the people before me was you know we all experienced some type of fucked upness and that's not to say that them niggas over there didn't but it's just that red nigga with the pointy nose he didn't bring me that pain that I needed for that character you know you what know, I'm saying you know what we should watch since we're talking about black British experience what? there is a movie or a series by um 
Steve McQueen called Small Acts that's on Amazon that speaks about the Black British civil civil rights movement, among other things. We may need to watch that. Okay. Put that on your list, por favor. Yeah, because yeah, you know what? Not for nothing, I am speaking on this, but it's a one-sided... Is is me being knowledgeable on one side, like I'm familiar with the American, the Black American experience and the pain that comes from that. But it's just I don't, I don't like I said. Some of them are exempt because they're really, really good in their craft. But then mm. you get some of them who are just mediocre, like mediocre actors. You need you can't you can't come over here and play one of the greats if you mediocre like. You, you know, you're gonna have to like really know how to tap into all of that and make me feel it. That nigga did not make me feel anything. And there's others, um, you know, that don't make me feel stuff. But like that, and that's not to say, again, that's not to say that it's impossible because the nigga from All American, you know, and then the nigga from Snowfall, them two, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. What, what are you talking about, mate? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where did this come from? You know what I'm saying? But well, yeah, their demeanors or whatever, it, they, they're they really good at what they do. Uh, Franklin and, and with All-American, nigga, I only seen him in that role. Maybe it's because he's from the estates and he's not posh. Yeah, I don't know what none of that shit means. I know what posh means for the posh spice. <laughs> the estates are their version of projects. Okay, maybe. But, and who, which one is from the estates? No, I'm just saying it's a possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, like, the dude that played Franklin, he gives me, like, his character doesn't have many moments of, like, actually, like, you know, like, a bunch of dialogue moments. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I feel like he's more so one-liners and, you know, every now and then he'll deliver a, one of them speeches where he's like, God damn, go ahead, boy. But outside of that, he don't really... The people around him do a lot of the talking. He's more laid back in the character itself. So it doesn't really require the actor itself himself to really have to do a lot. But then I just watched another movie on Netflix with him in it. And I was like, all right, I could rock with you. Like, cause and it's not to say like, oh yeah, you you American. I can see you being an American character. But in that aspect, okay, yeah, you're you're selling it well to me. But this red dude with the pointy nose, I'm not sold. And I'm offended. Like, I'm really offended. Like, I'm pretty sure there was some other actor. Matter of fact, not for nothing, you could have let Issa's little boyfriend grow out his hair and, 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 and you know, throw in some contacts and, and and do it. If you was looking for a red nigga, like, I just, I don't <laughs> I'm turned off, Mari. I'm so turned off. Like, don't mess with my Malcolm, yo. Do that shit with them other people that no, don't even do that shit. Do that shit with them the the characters that they ain't really do much. Do that shit with them traitor niggas, the niggas that work for the FBI and was trying to be a part of the movie. Do it for them, but don't don't come over here messing with the the greats, bro. Like, and I I'm really like, and, and again, I'm I'm offended, and I love Regina King, and I don't feel like she's a bad director or anything. I feel like she just missed the mark with that Malcolm, and then also Jim Brown. Once I did my actual research on him, because at first I was interested in the character, I'm like, okay, cool. Then I started doing my research. I said, oh, come on now. You oh, you just had to be here, huh? Like, And they tried it, too, making out his story to be, you know, all good or whatever. Like, oh, you know we don't allow niggas in the house. Oh, shit, this about to be real good. And then we keep going, and, you know, you start to see 
throughout the years, one of the articles I read basically was saying throughout the years, you could see how you could see him turning into a coon, like a bigger coon. Mm. But nothing. I hate that. I'm starting to pick up your words. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I did appreciate, though, was how Malcolm kept talking about weapons and tools and all that, and how Jim Brown pushed against the idea of becoming an inanimate object for somebody else's purpose. Mm. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's Jim Brown. Once you once you know his life, his what happened after all of that, like literally, like after, like this shit was what 1964. Like two years after that, he just started wowing. Like, yo, you really, you think that you think the white man fuck with you like that? Like, yo, cooning, bro. So it's like I I hear it, but. As he's sitting there saying it, and I'm Googling everybody to like, first of all, I was more so Googling, not to find out their history, because for mo- most of them, I'm, I'm aware, you know what I mean? Malcolm and Mal- Muhammad, I'm aware. Sam Cooke, I had some knowledge of. Um, but Jim Brown, I, I was really like, what? Anyways, um, change won't come, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> Jim Brown, like I had, I'm sitting there Googling him, because I'm like, okay, his character's not that bad, you know? And then as I'm reading, I'm like, uh, huh. And then the article I was reading was like, yeah, talking about how he's a Trump supporter and, you know, all of those things. And it's like, obviously, like, he tried to he tried to have a meeting with Obama and Obama kind of was like, eh. And they were saying that that was a lot, of, a lot to do with his domestic abuse background, his domestic violence background. And it was like, yeah, and I think they had, I don't know if they quoted him saying it, but it was like, yeah, obviously Trump didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> so that's why him, like, he aligned himself with Trump. I'm like, bro, it's just, yeah, not for me, bro. You, him specifically is not for me. But I didn't hate his character at first. Just was disappointed after. But you know how they say, like, you, the, if you let the hero live long enough, he'll turn into the villain? From the Batman series. There you go. There you go. So that's what I feel like for him. But it is what it is, you know. And it's funny because he the only one. Well, no, Muhammad Ali. He got to live a good life, a long life too. Mm-hmm. But I think that Muhammad Ali, his life probably was a little like he didn't. He didn't turn into a villain because he remained. Well, I want. I, I, I'm imagining he remained faithful to his religion and to his family. You know what I'm saying, and to those values. But once you start dancing for the white man, boy, it's hard to take them tap dancing shoes off. So they nail it right into your heels. Mm-hmm. Bleed for me, boy. <laughs> no, nigga. Hand me them Jordans over there. Stop playing with me. Um. All right, so um, I know you said you you got your show coming on soon. Whatever, I just I have DVR on, and I have this well anyway. I have DVR. No, fancy. I have DVR too. I just don't watch regular TV. So Mm. YouTube TV records everything. No clue. I didn't know there was a YouTube TV. Obviously, I don't. You I don't YouTube well. Like I AJ be like, you do watch YouTube. You watch your building shows. B1M, that is such a fun channel. B1M? You said who? B1M. B1M? No, I've never heard of it. 
Is that a cable channel or? No, no, no. It's about um how buildings are built and all this type of tech stuff. It's oh yeah, no, I'm not. I, I like. Uh, uh, I gotta be in the mood for certain building stuff. Like if I'm looking for something or I start researching, I'll jump down a rabbit hole in a heartbeat. Like that's that's how it usually happens for me, where I'll just be sitting there watching building stuff or like I'll watch. Eh, I'm not really a TV person to be honest with you. No, which is uh, man just. Like the other night, I forced, I sat down, and I was like, let me go ahead, because I had to fold clothes. I said, let me go ahead and put something on while I fold clothes. And that's how I started watching all them uh, movies. I'm like, I think there was a movie he said to watch. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead with this one. Like, that's literally how it would be. And here come AJ. Can I, I'm about to come watch TV with your girl. Get out of my face. Can yeah. we watch? No, you are on punishment. You're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> In a lot of the movies, I recommend you. I don't think that AJ can watch them. Yeah, no. Most of them, I'm pretty sure she can't. I don't be want to watch TV with her anyway. She be want to talk about shit that has nothing to do with what we watching. Mommy, so I was reading this book the other day. You know what such and such said? Like, bro, no, I don't. And I don't care. Can't... AJ, I'm watching TV. Like, she don't care about none of that shit. Speaking of the devil, here she comes. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so American Skin. We can go deep now. Pause. Oof. I what were your I, thoughts? I I identify a little bit too much with KJ at a certain point. I was like, <laughs> no, my life could have went a whole different way. <laughs> wait, 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 run that back. You said you were I identified with KJ. The 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 son? That got killed, yeah. With the whole how he felt like he had all of these rights and the, the Supreme Court says and all of this shit. Uh, my mom would tell you in a heartbeat that when we moved from more urban areas like Newark and went to Westfield, Rosa Park, Kenwood Park, I was acting very brand new. <laughs> no, first of all, let me tell you about let me tell you about your pay. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. When I, like a lot of black people before, you know, more other black folk became part of the mainstream, when you didn't act a certain way that was kind of hood, ghetto, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you got pinned as a white boy, Oreo, the exception that the teachers loved, and you got put aside. Mm-hmm. So you have that type of person and you put them in a white environment, they forget themselves very easily because when I went to Westfield, black people's shit was not talked about because it's an option to talk about that shit. Yeah, that option part. Yeah, that part. Compared to when I went back to West Side and the teacher would straight up tell us on a regular basis how the outside world don't think we shit. <laughs> Which teacher was this? Uh, the Afro-Latina one that did the Spanish class, I think. She was on the second floor, front left corner from the outside of the front. All I know mm. is... She might have came after. Because that sounds a lot like Mr. Kelly. Mr. Kelly was... Ooh, Mr. Kelly ignited. And it's funny because... Everybody who was in my class with Mr. Kelly, everybody who didn't have a class with Mr. Kelly thought he was crazy. <laughs> everybody who had who was in his class, to this day, we still kind of link up in the in the in the in the Facebook chat. Like, yo, that nigga changed my life, yo. Like we wasn't thinking about none of the stuff that he was talking about. Like he would get in trouble for the lesson plans that he would give us because. <laughs> Like real talk, like I remember we I had wrote a paper on the porno industry. Like, um, excuse me. <laughs> like, 
uh, and I, I got an A plus. Like we literally had to write a paper on the porno industry. And his thinking was, I'm not even going to say what his thinking was because I'm not 100% sure. But it was more along the lines of like, these are the things that are out here. So we we are going to talk about the real world. And I'm going to give you everything that they're trying to sugarcoat because you have to, and he will always say, you have to be twice as good to be considered. And that was the first time I heard that 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 line. And it was the first time where it actually resonated like, yo, you right. And I mean, he would be, he he would come in, he'd wear these cowboy boots. He'd have, he had dreads and they were like, he was, they were going a little thin and they were grayish, you a know. Debate, a speech teacher? No, he was a history teacher. Why do I remember? I remember so. And he drove a little punch buggy, a little Volkswagen, Volkswagen punch buggy. And some, one of our classmates had, um, I don't know what they had to do. They had went, they had to stop by his house for something. And it was like, yo, this nigga got this old beat up ass car, but his house big as motherfucker. Like it, everything about him, just like I said, it, it, it opened like you, just, you know how you said it was optional where you were. It was like, it wasn't optional. It was regular. But it was regular to the point where it was overlooked. Like the the important message was often overlooked because this is just what we live in. You know what I'm saying? This is just how it is. You just see it when you go outside. Whereas with Mr. Kelly, he was like, you you do know that this shit ain't normal, right? Like he was that type of teacher. So I get it. Like for me, it was the opposite. I had the opposite culture shock because I came from... Uh, 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 a pretty diverse school. It was in that town that I lived in in North Carolina. It was considered one of the black schools, but it was very, very, very diverse. But obviously, you know, in a white environment, if you got Latinas and Asian kids and, you know, Middle Eastern or South Asian or whatever you call it, like all of these different people in one spot, they just going to label it as the black school. So it was like kind of like a, you know, a, a black slash urban school. Um, and then when we came up, when I came up here to West Side, it was like, nigga, what you mean, metal detectors? What you what you looking at my book bag for, bro? You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand. But then, you know, from there, so I get it, the the aspect of Oreo. But for the most part, it's like you you're awakened to these rights that, you know, this is how people are treated over here. So I'm supposed to get this too. And it's like, but the reality of it is you're looking at it as if you're one of them and you're one of them until you're not. Exactly. I remember the first time that my friend got pulled over, the cop mm -hmm. literally asked him because there was dirt in the back of his seat if I threw weed back there. If you... Like, it's, it's, what, it, it's a fucked up thing because not for nothing. If there had been weed in there, it probably would have been your friend. It would have been because I think he would smoke weed at the time. See? He didn't smoke it with me because I wasn't about that life, but still. It's just, it's like, it's annoying. But again, that's why this this movie was so, you know, important in its message. Um, yeah, so go ahead. You I felt like you could relate to KJ. Because it's what you, what my mom always tried to do when we moved like every one to two years was go to a better school district, have a better life. Mm -hmm. And not to say that my mom 
was sheltering me in a way because after some point she's like, okay, you're getting a little too far off from base. But she wasn't trying to pin the whole, I don't think she ever did the twice as good conversation. I don't think we really had that whole police conversation either growing up. Because once we left Newark and went toward better areas, I guess maybe the thought was it wasn't going to happen, especially because I didn't really fuck with people because most people got on my nerves and I got on theirs. Mm -hmm. So once we got to Westfield and I decided to act like I have my, let's just put it this way. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle became famous. For some reason, white people thought I talked between him and Chris Rock. I, I don't fully understand it, but I was like, let's see where this can go. I've been bullied most of my life. Now I'm apparently popular. Now that I really think back to it, I think probably the main thing that kind of had me acting extra Black was just because even though there was other Black kids, mm-hmm. it wasn't like anything with God in that school was like, just for example, like I wrote in the review I did, they didn't have Maya Angelou books. They didn't have James Baldwin books. The only black mm. character person I remember is the one from Of Mice and Men. And the mm-hmm. only thing I remember that black character is because they read out loud in class and the teacher decided to read the word nigga with me and another black kid in it. See, some words you can skip over. That's how I felt because me and him, we walked out the class because him and him say that shit because you know in that book on one page is like five niggas. Mm. And he was saying, he said all of them. You said it, and I'm like, must you? And I'm just, I know you probably looked at the other homeboy like. <laughs> and then one like, of the white, yeah, I'm, I'm walking out. You walking out too? We gotta go. And then one of the white girls said, "Oh, he's done now." I'm like, bitch, do you not understand this situation? Yeah, like, oh, you can come back in now. No, I wasn't excusing my. No, I'm, you might as well mark me out for the day, bro. You said a word that I can't. No, that's not gonna work for me, bro. That's not. I can't. Yeah, no, some, no, yeah, mm -mm. All right, not straight too far from the the message. So what else were your thoughts on the movie? I really appreciated the fact that it was a reminder that cops have a lot of things that they may feel makes their job dangerous or makes what they do necessary, but most of it is bullshit, which I, I fully work with cops in my day job. Yeah, but still, I like that it I hate that I hated this scene, but I appreciated it. Um where they were in the jurors where they you know the jurors were deliberating mm-hmm. and the three white people were like not guilty <laughs> and like their reasonings for seeing him as not guilty and it was just like it was I, I like it just was really it was eye-opening because you want to say like, yo, how can you be that stupid? You know what I mean? How can you be that blind? But it's like, yo, you really have a very limited view of the world because you have those privilege glasses on, you know? Mm-hmm. Even when they came down to it, like, okay, so in essence, because I didn't like that they kept trying to uh, trying to toss the blame, you know? Well, he was speeding. Okay, well, well I will play this in my mind. So there's a speed bump here and there's a speed bump here. So actually, I wasn't speeding. I was slowing down. So that right there, what is that? And they're still trying to find reasons to 
you know, get back in the corner. And at one point, he just put his head down like, no, nah, you nigga back us into a corner. Like, we have no explanation now. Yeah, we were racially profiling, but that's how we save lives. No, bro. That's how you become, quote unquote, scared. You didn't pull me over because you was trying to save a life. You pulled me over because you seen two black people. And at some point, you probably just wanted to flex your power. It might be that, you know, I'm trying to protect it and black people don't usually ride around this neighborhood at this hour, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But did I do something wrong? Did I do something to warrant you pulling me over? Because if the answer is no, then there's no reason for you to pull me over. If you're curious, then just say that. And then give me your badge number. That's a very hard watch, man. It, it was so triggering, like, because, you know, me as a parent and then me as a parent to a black son, it's it, it's just, it's hard. Like, when he had the conversation, that, that was another touching moment for me because it's like, I've had these conversations with my kids. I think AJ receives it more than Amir does. But at the same time, it's like I'm walking a border, a thin line between educating you while also trying to, like, get you to understand okay well not all white people feel this way and not all cops feel this way but it's hard when most of them do you know what i'm saying so it's like not only do i have to teach you about these things but then i also got to teach you how to identify situate these situations you know what i'm saying and i got to teach you how to maneuver through these situations and then i also got to teach you because you know aj is the type she says all the time, every day, like, or not every day, but every other day or so, she'll just randomly come out and be like, I hope I'm kind forever. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But then when you see somebody who is doing wrong, like, this is the girl who made me apologize to my dad because I said I didn't like it when he hit his low notes and his baritone. <laughs> but hold on, ain't this the same one that tells um, Amir to bulk up? Huh? Isn't she the same one that tells Amir to bulk up and defend himself and whatnot? Yeah. And that's why that's where my fear comes from, because knowledge is power. And when you're knowledgeable of these things, like she says, she, she told me, she's like, you know, I'm ready to, to learn about racism. Like we talk about slavery every now and then because she'll say something like, yeah, you know, some, 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 I'm a slave. And I'll be like, don't you, don't say that. And then we'll, she, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit or whatever. And one of the last conversations we had where she told me she was real to history um, we were talking, I don't remember what exactly it was that brought it up. It was, uh, it was something that brought it up. But, but I told him like, yo, my thing is that I know that once you learn about this, you know, it's not going to sit right with you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's going to have you fucked up to the point where you're going to feel like you're going to feel a way. And when you feel you're going to want to know more, you're going to want to fix it. Like, I feel like once she starts learning about those things, it's going to almost, in essence, it's going to open up a freaking activist. Like, I feel like, it's, you know, once she starts to learn these things, it's going to be like, all right, well, now I got to teach you. Like, I done taught you about it. Now I got to, now I got to teach you how to dial it back some. You know what I'm saying? I can see her turning into like a, a young Angela Davis type shit by accident you know what I mean like and it's like I don't I don't want you to hate anybody but it's just like you know the situation with my son's mother like I, I don't want you I don't want to paint this person out to be bad but I'm just telling you everything that happened as it happened you get what I'm saying 
Yeah, the hope like, is not to be fearful, don't not to be fearful or hateful, but to be aware. Right. But the thing is, like the way her heart be set up, when she see people being wronged, she be she don't like that. You know what I mean? So that that's always been my fear because with the average kid, you know, you're you're like, I don't I want to teach you these things, but I don't want it to be I don't want it to come off as me teaching you to hate. You know, and I don't feel like she would be um, learning to hate, but I feel like it would it would alter the way she she views people. Sorry, she just walked by dancing and shit. And I feel like it would, it would alter the way that you know she views people. So it's like that, that conversation is a hard conversation to have because you know we'll sit there if I sit there and have that you know this is how it is. Da, 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 da. She's likely to like look at a cop like yeah you know maybe I can't get that close to you because you know you your 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 coworkers be wild and type thing or something you know what I mean like she's that type of kid to be like look look at right in the face like she's not I'm not gonna say she's not fearful or anything like that but she she doesn't have that filter of let me be a good black girl you know what I'm saying once she starts understanding and once she learns something new she takes it on like especially if it sits in her spirit. So it's like those moments, like when they were sitting there having a conversation, and I get it. I get what KJ was talking about, you know, oh, these are our rights by the Supreme Court. But just like his father said, it's there, it's in the book. But when it comes down to it, that might not apply to everybody. And more so, people who look like us. Do you want a specific quote? Yeah, you can. Those laws weren't written with us in mind, and anyone that tells you differently is either white or just lucky they haven't had to put it to the test yet. Boom. That's a good one. Damn, that was a good one. That was even better than I remembered. But that's fact. They're either white or they haven't had to put it to the test yet. Because once it's put to the test, it's like, eh, shit, I should have believed them. I mean, I hate to say it, but and was put to the test, and you see how that turned out. He got shot in the back. Unfortunate, bro, that shit. And, like, when I say, just the way it starts with the, the dash cam, like, it was all so triggering, bro. It was, like, I, I at first I thought I was going, I thought it was going to, like, play the whole thing of what happened right in that moment. So I was ready to fast forward. Mm-hmm. But then, like you know, they broke it off and then they started playing clips back. I could do a flashback here and there, but whew, I'm not trying to see nobody else get killed on no damn uh, dash cam. Like I, I'm. It was it was triggering, bro. Fourteen, and it's like makes me think about that that Soho Karen who attacked that fourteen year old boy, accusing him of stealing her phone. And why the fuck did she get news for that? Why the fuck was Gail King interviewing her ass? Because it was a hot commodity. Like, yo, just, I can't deal with it. Like, I can't deal with the the white arrogance, the white entitlement. Like, it really boils my blood. And I'm not trying to come to a place where it's like, I can't stand white people or I hate white people or whatever. But it's just like, it's so hard to, like, how come I can relate more to your experiences, but you can't even begin to try to understand, you know, the Black experience? Like, it sucks that all we've been taught is 
these forms of like white supremacy, the education that we receive, the news that we receive, like it sucks that everything that we're told is, is, you know, basically to uphold white supremacy. And then when we sit here and we look at it, like, yo, what have y'all really done? Like, what, what, what's, what's good for us? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all telling us y'all news stories. And then every time you put us on the camera, we out here looking bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I'm happy. I'm not going to say I'm happy that that whole January 6th situation happened, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that people were seen for the people that they are. And I'll say that. Excuse them, too. Exactly. And that's another, like, it's, that's, it's just, it, it's annoying, but it's like, okay, y'all done got up here because every instance that they get to try to put a black person up on something they try to make them look stupid they try to make them look foolish now y'all done got up here with y'all little country rednecks and it's like that cousin that you tried to hide from the family mm-hmm. all of them motherfuckers came out at once and, like, that- and then then oh, i'm sorry i'm gonna let you go in a second but then they say that most of the people who were there were like cops from other states Cops was definitely part of it, hence why some of the cops who work at the Capitol, they just let them right on by. Mm-hmm. The gates took pictures. Mm-hmm. On some on some let it go shit. Okay, got the gate. No, bitch. No. 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 But hey, the black guy was the hill directing them away from Senate chambers. Now, let me, let me undo this so you can see my face. I can see you again. <laughs> the black guy was the hero. Had they had adequate security, he wouldn't have had to been put in no position where he would need to be the hero or putting himself at risk. No, fuck that. Yeah, he was the hero, but he shouldn't. I mean, that's not to take away from his heroic measures. He was a smart man. He was a nigga. nigga. He 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 probably been in them streets before and was like, you know what? When the home when the police ran down on the homies when I was younger. I used to probably had to be the call out or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. But hey, that's why Lincoln said when it came to black people, we don't know why we always choose peace and have to turn the other cheek. When white people do shit like we saw in the six and get away with it. Exactly. That's the thing. It would have went so different. It would have been so different had it been Black Lives Matter. Had there even been a sprinkle of color in there. There would have been blood running through D.C. like a red river. Bro, that shit would have been... I don't even think there would have been a D.C. no more. That little district would have been gone. Up in flames. You know what? We can't... It's just a lot of niggas. They acting reckless. Go ahead and just drop a bomb over there somewhere. Just take out all, all the D.C. We'll move to White House later. You know what I mean? Like, one of those type of things. Like, no, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And like I said, this movie really put... I hope that this movie helped non-black people understand where black people are coming from when they say things like our lives matter. You already know that if this movie gets too big, they're going to do to this movie the same thing they did to Birth of a Nation. Oh, damn. They, they did bury that shit, huh? Mm-hmm. They gonna bring up Nate Parker with his former rape charges. And his oh wait, and that what isn't that Nate Parker who played that in there? Yep, and he written, okay. he wrote and directed this movie, and Spike Lee helped produce it. Yeah, there you go. 
But nah, we all uh, see, and that's it's pushing in a sticky situation. But that's the smear campaign. Whenever you try to go up against the machine, they try to smear you down. Like that's I, I hate, I hate watching those that shit in live time because it's like, okay, yeah, but it's a message here. So hopefully they don't. Including your Malcolm X message too. You know how Malcolm, the Malcolm X quote where he's talking about how the media would have you hating the wrong person, and how after the end of the movie they start to change all of Lincoln's narrative and made him a terrorist, made him mentally unstable, and all the other shit. Yes, yes, because it's easier to palette that way. Yup, and there goes your word. But yes, you are absolutely right. That definitely ties in. Hell yeah. Because like, once they popped him, then oh, he was a terrorist. And he, yes. Once they said mentally, mental health issues, I'm sitting there like, yo, y'all just, y'all love throwing that word around, huh? When it's convenient for y'all. Oh, and not to forget, I love that they made that argument of how Jewish people in the Holocaust, you never forget. Women's suffrage movement, you never forget. But slavery is always something that people are supposed to forget. To get over, yes. Oh, that tickled me so much. Oh, you know, my gosh. In the Jerry of the Peers comment, too, there was so many just line drops. It's just like, ooh, this is a lot for me. I need to take a little break for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was sitting there like, I, I, it was, ooh, it was a lot. It was a lot. That's all I, if you notice when I posted about it on Facebook, all I could say was, like, American wow. skin, like, watch it. Like, there's they, nothing else I could say about it. Just watch it because I don't want to. I don't want to argue with no white person over the struggles that we face. I don't want to argue with no white person over how things go at the fucking uh, police stops and how police view us. I don't want to argue with nobody over that shit because honestly, like, if you're not willing to be receptive to our view, to our perspective on it, then I don't even want to have the conversation. I'm not going to waste my breath with you because you're committed to misunderstanding me. There's no point for me to sit here and have this conversation or for me to argue about it. If you feel like police do what they have to do and, and they're doing what they need to do within their means, by all means, fine. But just know that it, you can't, I can't walk the same line that you can. As a black woman, I can't walk that same line. And what I don't get is, maybe it's just me and this is an argument I heard before, but when it came to Officer Randall who shot um, KJ and his whole thing with train not to de-escalate, why did nobody- that yeah, Not, I see one train to do that shit either. Look what you are compared to. And he said, he said, uh, wait, would you say that last line again? Before look what you're compared to. In regards to how Nazis were trained to do this from a young age. There you age. go. Yeah, there you go. Look at what you compared to. Yeah, I felt like you was dropping a gem there. You were absolutely right. But it it was like, yeah, once we pull our guns out, like that's it. Huh? So is that why your hand is always on your fucking gun? Because you're ready to pull it out and not de-escalate a situation. But yet you're supposed to be quote unquote peacekeepers. You're supposed to protect and serve. Protect who? No. How but, can you protect somebody if you're running around talking about you was fearing for your life? But that's the problem people keep forgetting. It's like, oh my God, I was watching this thing with Amber Ruffin, which is a whole top different topic about how mm -hmm. HR is not meant to protect the people, it's meant to protect the company. Mm -hmm. For the cops. The cops are not meant to protect the people, they're there to protect the property. Mm -hmm. They have no loyalty to the people who pay their salaries. Mm -hmm. Their is to the property that they're supposed to protect by any means necessary, hence why they have qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, it's, it's sad, bro. And then, like, it'd be bothering me because, like, naturally, like, 
we all know people who are cops, you know what I mean? And individually, you'd be like, you know, you're, you're not that bad of a person or whatever. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, like, you take that cop uniform off. You know what I'm saying? What mm -hmm. about that skin complexion? Like, when I see black cops, it's like, oh, you know, we're not all bad. It's like, all right, well, maybe you aren't, but what about your homies? You know what I'm saying? And then don't even try to hit me with that. I've had black partners. <laughs> what that mean to me? That, mean, what that mean to me? Everybody had a black friend before. That don't mean they not racist. Because let me tell Especially you. Especially if that black friend believe the same bullshit that you did. The, you know what I mean? Subscribe to the same white supremacy that you do. Even if they don't. Let me tell you from personal experience. If you seem like one of the good ones, they will tell you to your face when they talking shit about black people, but you're an exception. Ex oh my god, you're not like them. Boy, huh. you know how many times growing up because I was light skinned, they kind of tried to. It might not have been outwardly like that, but it would be like, you know, because I'm light skinned, they, it, without me opening my mouth or without me actually giving, you know, Shonda, mm -hmm. you, not even Shonda, without me giving Sean, without her, they, oh yeah, you, 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 you're, you're, you know, dainty, you're, you're palatable, like you, you know, your word. <laughs> okay, so just because of the complexion of my skin, just off of, off of my appearance alone, I'm, I'm, I'm a good black. Okay, so once I open my mouth and you hear how this attitude ring out, what happens then? Because if, if, if by, by their standards, by the standards that, you know, were brought to me when I was growing up type of situation, um, I would say that the attitude that I have is that of a dark skinned woman. Like I used to always like my alter ego, quote unquote. I would say, you know, I'm I'm a full figure dark skinned woman. Like when I when I go off, because that's where I feel safest. You know what I mean? I feel safest behind a full figure dark skinned woman because she don't give me all of them. Not even all of them. Most of the ones that I most of the full figure women, especially dark skinned women, they all had well no. The dark skinned women, light skinned women, and maybe a little soft. But the full figured dark skinned women, they were always ready. <laughs> they're always ready to tell you about them, about yourself. They're always ready to protect themselves. They're always ready to not let no bullshit come their way. So for me, it's like, okay, if you fucking with me and you think that I'm an acceptable black because of the way that I look, but once I start talking, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and my homegirl come out now, what? Because you only brought me around because you thought that I was going to be the acceptable black. But now I'm showing you exactly. I'm the, That dark-skinned girl that you didn't want over here because you thought she was going to be ghetto? You should have chose her. Because <laughs> I'm about to put my feet up on some shit. <laughs> like, every, all of that quote-unquote, oh, you, you, no, I, I, mm -mm. I'm, the, I, I'm the exact opposite. My personality is the exact opposite of what you perceived it to be based off of my looks. So if you didn't want dark-skinned people in the room because you were worried about their attitude and how they come off, well, guess what? You know, fucked up. Because dark-skinned Britney over there, she probably was way nicer than I am. Especially if she grew up in the suburbs, she ain't trying to be no type of associated with blackness. Listen. Mm. But that's Don't a me, like, that shit used to make me so mad, bro. I used to really get upset with that because people would, like, you know, before I got to the the blacker schools, you know, the schools with more black kids and more kids that look like me, it would be like me trying to find a friend. 
you know what I mean? Me trying to find a group to to belong to. And then after a while, like now looking back, I'm like, yo, fuck them groups, bro. When you when you trying to belong to a group of white people, it's just like, yo, it's too it if they have any sense of entitlement and privilege and they act on that, it's never going to you're never gonna fit in. Because they carry they're walking with the, this privilege that you don't have. So you're always going to be standing on the outside and it may not, you know, be visible. It may not show immediately, but at some point or another, you're going to be reminded maybe with words or with actions that you're not one of us. So, yeah. Me and Monique, that's what I call her. <laughs> Monique? Yeah, you laughing like when you next time you see my sister, Ask her about Shonda and Monique. She's gonna be like, oh God, her alter ego. <laughs> like growing up in the bowling alley, everything. Like I, you know how Beyonce had Sasha Fears? I had Monique. Monique, come don't don't play with her, yo. Don't play with her. Mm-mm. I had the worst attitude ever. But that's how, you know, because you're not gonna cross Monique. Mm-mm. I'm I'm cool, I'm nice, whatever. But the second that you start getting a little too comfortable, Mo. Come up to the forefront. These niggas think I'm soft. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm soft because I don't have no melanin. Come up here for me real quick. You know what I mean? Is there a that wanted him to kill the cop, though? I did, too. I did, but I didn't. I wanted him to because I didn't feel like the cop understood the severity of his actions. I felt like he was too dismissive, too arrogant throughout the whole process. But at the same time, it was like I didn't want him to because I didn't want him to become the the the, the same people that he hates. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like I I didn't want to see him become the mon like be turned into the monster at the hands of them. But at the same time, like I can't say that I can't say if if you kill one of my one of my children and I'm in that position, my, I'm dead already. So you know what I mean? All the, like you, you take one of my lives away from me, one of my little one. Mm-mm. You might as well. I ain't. And it's not even saying I don't got nothing to live for. Like, but mm-mm. my world is my children, and especially he only had one child, and you took his one child, and that was his world. That was the only thing he was living for. Much oh, as no. he rearranged his life for that child. Exactly, and I love that they they showed that aspect of it too. That was very important as well. Where he's saying like, you know, um, I they said if I, I can get him over here, if I had the job or if I lived over here, I ain't got no half a million dollars to live over here. So I took the janitor job. Like just showing the father, the sacrifice of a father, the sacrifice of a man, you know what I'm saying? For his child, that in itself, like the whole thing was just very well crafted. It was very well crafted for me, in my opinion, um, the messages that it was telling because it touched base on so much and it it's like if a white person was to watch that with an open mind ready to you know be educated on experience you know on, on a you know on an outward experience of what it's like or what that situation it's like to be in that situation like they'll learn so much just they, like they, if you as a person if you watch that and then you don't garner up some type of respect for the black experience, the black male experience and the black father experience. And it's just like, yo, you just, you're not, you're not never going to get it. Uh-huh. Cause, 
that that shit, him taking you, yo, he's a janitor, bro. Out here cleaning toilets and shit just so that his kid can be in a better environment. But the fucked up thing about it, even though he put his kid in a better environment, that was part of the reason his kid got killed in the first place. Exactly. You were absolutely right. Because Officer, what was it? Officer Hollander, who was in the, um, who was the driver, talking about mm-hmm. putting it, how much education and all that would be better for black kids and all that. But and like, he brought that up, like, bro, okay, well, I put him in that situation. I think he said that too. Like, I put him over there thinking that he was in a better situation, and it was that situation, you know, and it still wasn't enough. But man, that shit was, whew. it was very, very intense, man. It was a very needed. It it was something that we needed to see. I I think, you know, it was definitely like, whew, just from every conversation, it was just so many fucking gems being dropped. Like when them when the 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 prisoners was you know throwing it off at to the cops and shit. Like yo, and then to see like yo, not for nothing. You look at the you look at these men as thugs or whatever. Like especially when they was talking about black on black crime. No nigga. It's not black on black crime. It's crime in proximity, bro. Like, is is white people and white neighborhoods is killing white people? You know what I'm saying? But y'all don't report on that because it don't look good for y'all. Like, bro, stop it. Like that shit. They were, but they was firing off at him to the point where the police, like, they the police officers couldn't really say nothing in return. That's when they started throwing out. But our captain is black. Okay, <laughs> so was Obama and. White supremacy stopped because Obama was in office. That don't mean that y'all it niggas are racist. Exactly. And, and I could see, I could see a, a, I could see black leadership among white men being um, amplifying racism as well, or amplifying the 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 threat. You know what I'm saying? Now, now we gotta like, oh, it's, this nigga think he in charge. Now I got to put him in his place. Oh, well, I can't put him in his place because then I'm going to lose my job. So I'm going to go out here and put other niggas in their place to let, you know what I mean? Little shit like that, bro. That shit really be happening. I know just from working under women, you you install a woman where a man used to have a leadership position and dudes will lose their fucking minds. Oh my gosh. They wasn't raised in a single parent household. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. Be ready. That's not how it should be. Why shouldn't it be? If they qualify, why shouldn't it be? If they have a good plan for how to do things, why shouldn't it be? Y'all think that because just because you a man and just because you white or, you know what I mean, just because you have a balls, you know what I mean, a little shaft on your penis, just because you have those things, you're supposed to be in these roles. No, fuck out of here. If you're not, if there's somebody else that's better for the job, there's somebody else that's better for the job. And not for nothing, women be coming in and fixing all this shit that Egotistical men be fucking up. Mm. Oh, that movie was so good. Like, I probably would never watch it again, but it was so good. I think it's something you can watch again. I know. I, 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 the way that I am, I can't. Certain things that are too emotional, I can only watch once. I know. I'm talking, I'm the one that skipped that um, Central Park. Um, Same. Saying don't have the mental. I watched like one episode that like half of the first episode couldn't do it. I'm I'm tired, bro. You just be tired sometimes, and sometimes the shit hits you so hard, and it's like, bro, my actions, what I can do, the things that are within my control on this situation is so limited that I can see myself being consumed with 
feeling, you know, inadequate and feeling like a failure because of what I can't do on a situation that I can't control. Mm-hmm. It's just too much for me sometimes, man. And it sucks. But there's another movie. I can't remember what it, what it is, but there's another movie that I watched. It's so good. But every time I pass it, I'm like, yeah, I ain't watching that shit again. I gave you my dollars the first time, gave you that stream, you know. I'll refer people to watch it, but I just can't certain things because you guys you gotta have that capacity for it. I don't be having the capacity. I don't want to keep seeing struggle all the time. I don't want to keep seeing how misunderstood we are as a people or how put down we are as a people. Cause then it's like, bro, you once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's why whenever there's a shooting, I don't even watch the fucking videos. If it come up on my timeline, certain ones, if it come up on my timeline, I tell myself, we're not watching this, we're not watching this, we're not watching this. And then somehow or another, like, sometimes I'll end up watching. It depends on on what it is or the severity. But for the most part, I don't be, I can't. Like, it's just, because it's like, nothing's going to happen to you. Like, you just get to kill people, you get paid for it, and nothing is going to happen to you. There's no repercussion. Nothing's gonna happen to you. Yeah, and that's another thing that um, was mentioned in the movie. How they will say Blue Lives Matter have all these posters about that, but you don't have a single poster to remind you of the people that died in action that didn't need to. Hello, hello, hello. Huh. The Blue Lives Matter. The funny shit is how they running up to the Capitol talking about Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> Which y'all fucking the cops up there? Like what? Is what do they matter? Like obviously they don't matter. Like y'all just need something to be mad about. Oh, it just <sighs> that's why I just keep watching, you know, like keep watching and listening to old shit. You know, like the one of the books me and AJ is reading right now, they're talking about um it's a kid book, but uh I think I told you about it or no, I posted about it on um Facebook and I was like, it should make a movie. You talking about like, you should write one. Mm-hmm. Um but one crazy summer, they the the characters go visit their mother, and their mother's like real standoffish. She never really, she doesn't want to be a mom, and they don't really know her. She they're extra, estranged, and um, their father sends them to go stay with her for the summer, and she's kind of like self-absorbed. You know what I mean? Where it's like she literally says in the book, like, um, I don't know why y'all came all the way over here anyway. I ain't want y'all not no way. I ain't sent for y'all no way. And at one point, she says, "I should have got rid of y'all in Mexico." Oh my God! Yeah, and 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 as she says that, AJ asks me, "She's like, what does that mean?" And then the next line is the kid asking, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and it's just like, it's the mother is real fucked up, but she sends them because they're in Oakland, so she sends them during the day, like you know, some. She she tells them, "Go out and don't don't be in a rush to come back." You know what I mean? Like, stay out until the sun goes down type thing but they end up going to uh, a Black Panther summer camp mm-hmm. so you get to see um, the, 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 the goal of the book is to show more about the good shit that the Black Panther did outside of the negative shit that the media um, and the, the negative ways that the, the media portrayed them type thing I don't even remember anything negative being said about the Black Panthers besides what? they're terrorists I was actually just watching a, a documentary on Huey P. Newton upstairs before we started this. But yeah, like they had mad bad shit to say about them. And it was just, it, the thing is, whenever 
whenever you stand up, whenever black people stand up for themselves, like it's it's that is this power that white people see in us that we don't see in ourselves and they're trying to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. it. Like white society versus, you know, uh black society. Like it's it's like they see it in us. They know, which is why they immediately the second that Martin Luther King started getting a little steam, the second that Malcolm started getting a little steam, what they do? Tap the phone lines. Start following these niggas. I have a whole book of the FBI files that um of the phone conversations and uh the, the, the tap lines that they had on Malcolm X. Like the second that they do, the second that they see um somebody you know, uniting black people, they get a little worried. We got to keep an eye on this because this could be a problem. And not even just black people. Did you see the show uh, came out on Netflix a couple years ago, Messiah? No, you told me about that. We talked it on this podcast. I'm pretty sure we did. But yeah, even with Messiah, they, the FBI kept following, the CIA kept following him, talking about, well, you know, he's got too much power. It's too many people that's, that, that, that believes in him. It's too many people that rocks with him. Once they start seeing people unite, they can't control, like once the shit gets too big, they can't control it. So what do they do? With Malcolm, the, what they did was they seen that there was a little rift between Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X and they started pushing that. Like, all right, we're going to egg that on from a distance. Just like 48 Laws of Power. You don't choose a side, but you kind of get, you kind of make it accessible for there to be a problem. Like it's, it's, they don't, people don't want to see people you know unite and stand strong and that's the thing like not for nothing all of these 400 years of pain and oppression if we tap into that and we all be like yo we're not we're not taking that no more and and we like all legit come together they it's nothing that they could do bro it's nothing that they could do if you thought they were scared now they they probably just set a nuke like you know what we we're going, we're going to mars we leave all the black people here we're going to mars bye bitch so, Usa. Usa. A little passionate there. Because it's just, it's annoying. It's one of them things where, you know, you don't, you don't understand why it's got to be like this. Like, it, it don't have to be like this, but y'all making it like this. And then we tell y'all, like, all right, well, we coming for equality. Y'all get so mad as if equality is unheard of. As if, you know, us being alive is unheard of. What? You want safety? You wanna you want opportunity? Oh, that's talk about entitlement. No, nigga. The fact that you're the gatekeepers to these to, to safety and security and opportunity, that's entitlement, ho. Usa. Usa. Shit got my uterus hurting. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Oh yeah, nothing came of that extortion thing. What extortion? Oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I figured. I'm like, what extortion are we talking about? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I figured. How did that happen? Like, what you had sent them out? You know, you're being fresh, and you got to keep it. Listen, go ahead. I think at this point in my life, and it was gonna be. It was going to be one of the two quotes I was going to use, but I'll just use it now. It's from Sherry Shepard from Breakfast Club interview. Mm -hmm. God said to me, I never changed what I told you to do. I said, leave. It was time to go. But obviously, I got to push you out. Let's just sum up this situation of I knew for a very long time I need to stop pretending like 
my bad photo, not photogenic self is good with these dating apps. And I was, I've been told this to my, I've been told this when it comes to the pictures where I put up profile by other people, myself. And you know what? I just look at this situation as, you know, you was told by many different angles. The universe tried to tell you what to do. So it had to send you like one final warning shot. Okay, but what was the warning? Like, what is it trying to stop you from doing? From thinking that you can, what is the best way to put it? Like with me doing this whole speed dating blindfold shit, that I need to stop thinking that when it comes to these apps and all that, I can do things the easy way, the most convenient way when it's going to, no matter what, take work, whether you are in a relationship or you're trying to get into a relationship. So you trying to start things off easy because like you said earlier, because I'm used to things being on autopilot and all that, certain things just don't work that way. Mm-hmm. Or for things to be on autopilot like they are now, guess what? It took months and years of work to get it like this. Exactly. So with dating, ain't going to be no shit that's autopilot. Ain't going to be where it's going to be courting if you're going to go through apps. Dating apps for you are going to be chasing niggas. So unless you want to put on your track shoes, you need to start doing shit the old-fashioned way, go out there, and not just because you're doing shit for work, going to the movies or theater, but because you actually are trying to socialize. Yeah. You're going out with the intent of socializing. Oh, sounds like I use that word somewhere. Oh, and prepare your table. <laughs> Move with intention. <laughs> Move with intention. Okay, but you saying all that, so what do you feel like you were doing that was making it take the easy route. Cause we're talking, all right, for those who don't know, somebody tried to extort the young Amari over here. And um, if I'm not mistaken, what you were sending nudes? So situation was talking to this person from the same app that I um, was talking to Lexi, if you remember her on. Don't remember I, none of them. I don't be paying these bitches no mind until you mention them again. He was one of the few people who I even sent you a picture of. That's the, the light skinned chick. That gave with, off lesbo vibes? With the locks and all that, yeah. Yeah, she was cute, but she definitely gave off I'm a femme aggressive vibe. I mean, she worked in some type of construction thing, so probably. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I just think the situation took a time because, like I said a long time ago, I'm not really in a whole phase no more. It's just I want intimacy, and when it comes to intimacy... Relationship-wise, getting that lot of work. Something mm-hmm. sexual usually takes less work. Mm-hmm. So you I feel want. like you you try right. to take a shortcut to get to the intimacy by offering up the sexual side of things. Yeah, because like I said many episodes ago, I'm very used to how things work in the gay world, which is so very quick when it comes to getting intimacy. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, enough. Damn it, I'm going to keep saying that. Enough, Not enough. for nothing. I was thinking about how men act in general, sending out dick pics. I'm like, the way straight men act towards straight women is the same shit that gay men pull on each other. And I find it hilarious that they both use the same methods. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's not, it's not, um, it's not a, 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 a gay or, or straight thing, it's a nigga thing. <laughs> but it and only- when I say nigga, I don't mean just black people. I mean niggas in 
or um, you know, dudes. Like, it's, a, it's a boy thing. It's a man thing. Yeah. It might just, you know, as long as there's a penis still there, yeah. Somebody's going to get this pick. <laughs> I know, but that reminds me of a boundary conversation we had off of the chat, but that's a whole different story. Mm. But long story short, that was warning shot. I'm not trying to get actually shot, so I'm just staying off of these apps and websites. If I don't... I mean... Honestly, if this whole dating, blindfold thing don't work, I'm going to put all my efforts into my actual work. So when it comes to penalties, adoption, surrogate... Not for nothing. If you do that, all you are doing is preparing your table for the life that you want and what's going to happen. The universe gonna be like, look at this nigga over there setting that table for two. Is that a kid chair? Mm-mm. Let me go ahead and slide up in another adult chair for this motherfucker. There you go. Boom. Family. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I definitely get the whole um, looking for intimacy and using the sexual side of things to find it. I mean, we've all been through that stage. Um, that's why I'm so happy. I, I'm so happy that I'm like in a relationship and not having to even take that route because that aspect of being single is so frustratingly hard like it's it's fun when it's fun but then you get some moments where it's like bro I just want to cuddle but I can't call nobody because these is my fuck friends you know what I'm saying consistency Hmm? much less than you want consistency exactly and you can't get that well it's not that you can't get that but you can't get it in the capacity that you are actually wanting it in. You can get some temporary relief, you know, oh yeah, maybe if I throw some butt this way, we can cuddle for, you know, 20, 30 minutes afterwards and that'll that'll get me over until the next time. But no, nah, like you, you're going to want something that's not, well, you're going to want something for you, bro. And that, that's understandable. I mean, my situation with, um, with my news were leaked is, is very different. <laughs> It was a uh, very different. I wasn't being extorted, but it was more like a a miscommunication mm-hmm. or um, omitting. It was an um, uh, you know omittance of what what it was. Like somebody was saying how the guy. Okay, I got enough percent. The guy that I was dealing, or the guy that um, that had him. He, we were under the, I was under the impression that we were, you know, okay, I like you, you like me, you know, childhood sweethearts almost. Yeah. Um, I'm like, all right, we're going to try this again. You know, we hang out when I visit, um, you know, things like that. It was all well and good. But then um, he telling me, and the, 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 the thing about it is his child's mother, his child's mother, um, hold on, I got to switch to the other one. So his thing, like he, you know, let me know, you know, I'm, I, I like you, you know, whatever. That. Okay, cool, right? Um, we hung out, whatever, whatever. I knew he had a child. Now the baby mother, um, had went to we had went to school together. We weren't friends. Let's make that clear, because a lot of the times what I've learned throughout my um my life with women, or not with women, but my life when it comes to women, they feel like if they throw that label of friendship on it that makes whatever I've done to them so tragic. And I have to remind them, we were not friends. You did not have my phone number. You do not know my mother. You do not know where I live. We 
seen each other in passing. Now she was friends with somebody who I was friends with, but they weren't close enough for me to give a fuck. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the dude was somebody who I had known many years prior to even knowing this girl existed. So when I say childhood, I'm talking like middle school, right? So they done had kids or whatever. She kept having kids by this nigga. Um, but at the moment that this happened, I think she only had one. And I'm like, yo, are y'all together? He's like, no. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm trying to, you know, see what's up with you. All right, cool. We having fun. You know, we sending, uh, you know, flirty things. Just enjoying each other's uh existence if you will now we weren't in the same state so it's not like anything was taking place or whatever so it was cool well apparently uh i was misinformed because either i was misinformed or she was misinformed but either way her sister somehow had used his phone and when she used his phone she went through his pictures and when she seen the pictures of me, she sent the pictures from his phone to the sister. She then put them up on Twitter. And after she put them up on Twitter, mind you, we went to the same high school. So. Always oh, in a different state, but his baby mama's in the same state as you. No. At the time, because he played ball. So he was traveling or overseas or something i think he Uh might have been overseas um but we were all from the same town so i was living up here and they were uh he was you know his base was in north carolina at the time but he was overseas or somewhere i don't know he wasn't he wasn't in north carolina at the moment but he had came back to see his kid and you know see his family or whatever and then he was going back out so that took place. She posts my shit. Then she sends me a message um, on Twitter. I don't know. She DMs me or sends me a message on Facebook, one or two. It was a message in private, though. But she's like, um, it's fucked up. And if, you, if I catch you texting him again, I'm going to post these. Da, da, da. So me being me, and this is like when Twitter, like I was popping on Twitter at the time. Mm-hmm. So... I start doing my research and I'm looking and she basically had posted them prior to even sending me that message. So she posted all my shit. And then there was people who I remember from high school. Like, oh, I remember her. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I remember her. (laughs) So I'm like, I go back into the chat and I say, I want you to know I'm going to fuck you up when I get back to Greensboro. And that's on everything I love. And she like... Well, I didn't post it. I was like, no, yes, you did. So I started replying to everybody who was replying to her. Like, even though, you know, it'll say like the, the, at this time it says this tweet is not available before it would say like this picture is no longer available or something. This, this content, this media, whatever is no longer available. So I'm under the tweet replying to everybody like, yeah, that's why I work out for moments like the, you know, making light of it or whatever. But I'm like, yo, so I text this thing. I'm like, not for nothing. I shouldn't be the only one going down for this. So if you're not going to, um, cause he, he, you know, this is my thing. When people get on the phone and they in the moment, they tell you whatever they want to hear to make, to, to make you feel better. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, 
yo, that's messed up. I can't believe she did that to you. Da, da, da. I, I, I swear, if she post like, because uh, I'm, I sent him the message first, and before I found out, she posted it. So he's like, I swear, if she posts them, I'm going to post her news because that's just not right. Blah 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 blah. So when I found out that she actually posted them, I screenshot it to him. You know that that it was that it was done or whatever, and and I screenshot the conversation where she said that she, where she admitted that yeah I did post them first, but then I took them down, and then I sent it to him. And I said yo what's up? So he like that's my baby mother. Like I really can't. You know that's the mother of my children, and he's not like he's raised right. Like his parents are like really like you know he comes from a good family, like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, upper middle class family. So. He's like, I can't do it like that. You know, it's not how it goes. Like, I can't disrespect her in that way. I said, bro, you got till four o'clock. I said, if your shit, if if her shit is not posted at four o'clock, I'm posting all your shit. And I'm a different type of freak. I like, you know, I like compromising shit. You get what I'm saying? No. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you either going to make this shit even or I'm gonna make it even but I promise you I'm not going down today by myself and four o'clock came I text him like where's the link what I'm looking at what's up I can't do it Shonda I just can't do it all right bet well guess who can put that shit right on up put that shit right on up put it on my Facebook I think I put it on my Twitter I don't think Instagram was a thing at the moment or maybe it was. I'll put that shit right up so fucking fast, Amari. Did you take it down or did the sites take it down? I took it down eventually after I felt like enough people had seen it. Because what happened was I posted it, right? Then I had the bowl that night. So as I'm walking through the bowling alley, everybody just, as I'm walking down the aisle, like, everybody's just like, you a wild motherfucker, Shonda. <laughs> so I had to explain to a lot of people like, you know, not for nothing. Don't ever fuck with me. Don't ever fuck with me. I mean, now I'm sitting here like I, I was thinking about it, and it, it almost came to me as like a little joke. But I'm gonna just say say it here because I'm it's not formed or anything. This is just a, a sincere thought that came in my mind. Like I wonder if I send all of these niggas that I used to deal with, if I send these niggas a, a text like, "Yo, can I, you got got pictures of me? I get them back." <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't because it's been many years. But I, you know. Back when, before I had kids, when my titties would sit up the way they're supposed to, you know, they weren't always tucked down and whatnot. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like when that's why when you told me about the situation, I'm like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hit it with one of those, like, eh, I, I can't tell you how I would handle it because my shit, I, I've had it happen. And it, you ain't about it. You, you're not about to use something against me. Yeah, that's pretty much how it comes down to it. You're not about to use something against me because I'm not going to allow you to to see me care in that manner. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, this about I'm about to tell everybody this. I, because as I as I do that, that's me preparing what my reaction is going to be or how I'm going to fix it. And I'm not about to sit here and be playing with you, thinking that you about to hold something over my head. Nah. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm about to post your news. Post them. Huh? <laughs> Send me a, I want yeah. to see reactions. <laughs> I'm I'm about to set my notifications for you right now. <laughs> Put on and make bo- sure you got good hashtags for me, ho. <laughs> <laughs> good pussy bandit hashtag. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm happy that I'm happy your situation didn't go any further, which I didn't really think it would. That's why I asked you, like, okay, well, what's at risk, and how will it affect your your day to day living? Because not for nothing, if if somebody puts your shit out there, we all like I I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know an adult that has not taken or sent a nude. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then on top of that, now with everything being so open and people being more open about their kinks and their sexuality and shit, it's like it's nothing even dirty in that. That's with, the in the situation that you had. There's nothing. It's like the only bad thing in this is a penis. That's the only thing they gotta be. I ain't say no fucked up shit. I ain't say nothing that would get me in trouble. And they said they was of age, 25 and all. There's nothing there that could fuck me over. There you go. So it's like, all right, yeah. That's why, like I said, I asked you, like, okay, well, who are they threatening to send it to? Like, what, what, what's the what's the extent of the threat? You know what I'm saying? Because not for nothing, damage control. You know, just brace yourself for damage controlling. It is what it is, bro. Much less that shit tickles the fuck out. That would be very fun conversations because I'm gonna see who has the audacity to bring it up to me. No, oh, so um, uh, you know I would. <laughs> hey, guess who's Peter? I saw. But I don't think most of the people I interact with have the audacity. So it's like, okay, so they know the shit. Yeah. I don't care. I mostly work with women who have some very fucked up looking bras. I haven't seen what your nipples look like. You bend over. I've seen your ass. Like I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Like it is. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we've grown, so it's like certain things. Like I mean, it might be a little gossipy. Like ooh, 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 because we ain't got shit better to do during a work day. But outside of that, it's like when you get home and think about it, who gives a fuck, bro? Because most of the people. Most of the people, like, I've noticed, like, when news get leaked or situations like that, it's a lot of gossip, but the gossip is, like, hate-based. And I don't mean, like, I hate you, but it's, like, hating on you. Like, dang, I'm mad I couldn't take no picture like that, or I don't have the confidence to take a picture like that. And it's just like, bro, you know, it is what it is. Kim K had a, a, a sex, a sex mix, I'm about to say a sex mixtape, a sex tape leak, and look how her life turned out. You know, it's not always bad. Sometimes you can take, you know, Bananas and make pudding. The fact we use bananas is just a funny thing. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys that she has some weird sexual fetish. Listen, no, not at all. But I mean, I am into some weird shit. And sometimes, especially when I'm ovulating, like because I call that heat week, the stuff I'll be saying to Aunt, and he'd be like, "What the fuck?" And then, like one day, the other was last week, week before last, I was ovulating. Yeah, I was build. I was working on my dad's room because I had to put his TV stand together and shit. And I was walking, <laughs> and I was calling out the window like, "Dang, sexy!" He just looked up. He rolled his eyes. He's like, "Yo, you want heat?" I was like, "You could tell." Like that'd be the whole. You know what I mean? It'd be just, he could be just doing nothing. He could just be sitting there watching Sports Center, and I just walk in like, "Hey, yo, I'm about to walk out the room. Send me a picture of your dick." <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, you know. I think I have a conversation that we had where I was like, I was like, I swear I'm a different person. Like outside of that week, like I'm fine. I function fine. But that week, that week, bruh, that shit be like, calm down. What the fuck is wrong with you, Quagmire? Like, yo, I'll be so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll send him a message like, what's up? What you doing? He'd be like, I'm upstairs watching Sports Center. I was like, yo, you trying to slide your dick through my titties like a credit card? He'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm 
Just asking, no? Too far? Like, so, I mean, when you... <laughs> when you live in your truth, no one can use it against you, Amari. <laughs> I want to tell us next time I go over there, I'm just going to check the chair I sit in just to make sure. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't do those type things in communal spaces. That's nasty. Shit, the shit that you probably be saying, you probably thought about it. Listen, listen. I, I'm telling like, I really become a whole different person during heat week. Like, I'll be, like, the second that I stop ovulating, I'll be looking back at my week like, damn, bitch, what's wrong with you? Like, you, you all right, you? You good? Like, you, you need a cold shower? Like, I'll really be like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's a catch twenty two because it's like the body is it's innate, like you know what I mean. Just the way that nature runs its course is, it, you know, that week that I'm ovulating, I'm supposed to be making a baby. Like my body thinks I'm supposed to be making a baby, so it does everything it can to get me in that mood, bro. That should be like the wind blow. Hey, where you going? Come here. Pull your dick out. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's terrible. But yeah. Um. Reckon. I'm happy that your situation is fine, though. Even if it wasn't, I still would not give a shit because one thing you're not going to do is separate me from my money. Hello? Hello, bag. It's me. That was And that was the biggest thing that when you was telling me because it was like I didn't want to seem like I didn't care or downplay it or whatever, but it's literally just like a... And it's 2020. Everybody always trying to send something. And guess what? Like, it ain't going to be... It ain't the end of the world unless, you know, you're just emotionally unstable and can't handle something like that. But hmm. you're very... All right, I'm good. Yeah, you're very solution-based anyway. Like, your thinking is very solution-based. So I, don't, I didn't think that it would be, like, a huge thing. I think you just needed to, like, vent about it. But is that the, the driving force that's going to keep you now from communicating um, on, on those dating sites? No, the main thing was, like Rashid said, the difference between hoarding and chasing. Whenever it came mm. to class, it was always chasing. I be wondering, like, who be listening to us? I ask that because, like, I like hearing feedback. Not necessarily feedback, but I, I want to interact with the people, you know what I mean? Because I know I say some shit that people may agree with or definitely may not agree with. And if they don't agree with it, I don't necessarily want to hear what they got to say. But, <laughs> but you know, we do have some good conversation where it's like, dang, you know, it'd be dope to hear more about what other people thought or if they even gotten this far. Just, you know what I mean? Let us know that somebody is listening type thing. But either way. That's on me for not making more like clips up. It's not on you, bro. You be doing a lot. I'm trying to do a lot, but then I keep letting shit drop just because I'm tired. Man, that's okay, bro. You have the right to be tired. Like, niggas be doing a lot, and you work a full-time job, so it's not... It's like, I, I, you see, I don't be really tripping because I understand, like, niggas is busy. The fact that we're able to come together when we are and actually sit and talk for four hours, like, I definitely get it. Like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, oh, Mario, you need to be making more quotes. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. When I see it, I feel like, okay, cool. I try to do quotes, but that's so much time. 
and, and that's why I'm not tripping. Like, you do what you can. You do. Basically, at the end of the day, we came together. We said we was going to do a review podcast, and we're doing what we said we were going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always a firm believer of who is for is going to catch it. It's going to find who is for. Like, case in point, JT had posted some shit on, on Twitter one day, and everybody was like, ugh, I can't get past the grammatical errors. I can't get past... And the message was so for me that I didn't even see the fucking errors. I had to go back like, huh, this is really poorly written. But the message was received. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, I feel like as long as, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, and like I told somebody on Clubhouse the other day, they, you'd be surprised. There's an audience for everything. You know what I'm saying? And if we only reach or retain a certain amount of listeners, well, that's who we talking to then. Well, fuck it, I'm a mom. If I can only max out at 50 listeners, well, guess what? I'm talking to y'all 50 motherfuckers then. Y'all the homies, what's up? You know? All right, come on, we got to wrap this up. I'm on 5% and I can't get to a charger. Okay. Um, like, like I said it seven times, recommendations we did. American skin, there you go. Yeah, definitely that. Second that. Mm -hmm. Quote, um, I'm going to go with this Childish Gambino quote that I may have said on the podcast. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Quote that was very apt for today's um, episode. As a Black person, I constantly have to know what a person is assuming about me. Mm. That's the end of the quote. That's my quote, too. Put my name on that, too. Okay. Yeah, that's so, yes, that's so true. All right. Um, if you're looking for us, you can find me, Shauna Nicole, one um, on Instagram and also on Facebook, or you can find me at Daddy's Toolbox on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And I think my website's still up, shaunanicole.com. And I think, yeah, that's about it. Yep, the website's still up. It is? Mm-hmm. Also, a video that's age restricted, only available on YouTube. Oh yeah, that's the uh of my my first stand up, the one that you took, the first one. Hey. Yeah, I put a uh I put an age restriction on it because um I don't want kids looking at my shit. Go ahead, where can they find you? Um, keep it simple. Wherever I look, you'll find me. You'll find Ooh, me. I like that. Wherever I look, you'll find me. <laughs> Just Google me and it pretty much will bring up Instagram. Google me, ho. And on top of that, niggas be popping up on the front page of Google. Page number one, ho. Scroll down three places, ho. Don't hit next. I'm on the front, ho. All right, you're right. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I wonder if it's that way for American skin yet, because that's giving me traction. But totally different topic. So we thank you for listening. This has probably been cut up in ways you don't even know. Because okay. <laughs> at this point, it's four hours. You know, I be thinking in my head when people be like, yeah, we've been in here all day. And I'm like, but we only got an hour and a half of audio. And now this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, I see how that happens. <laughs> I, I mean, so much on a cutting room floor is probably useful. It's just like, it's like five minutes. Do I make a compilation or do I just put five minutes out there? Mm. It's true. I mean, five minutes ain't bad. I'm about to just put it on your Facebook page. I mean, on your, no, on your no. YouTube. It could go on YouTube. Yeah, so if you're looking for us, you know where to find us. My <laughs> phone is about to die and my bladder is about to bust. Hey, bars.
<laughs> Seriously, though, I gotta get up. I can only like move one time to make it to the bathroom without mm-hmm. peeing on myself. So off yeah. go because we don't need you to be wearing the pens. Hello, no, no. <laughs> All right, it's been fun. Amari, I shall talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.